Overwatch 2 time. It's finally there. Well, we got a big announcement. I'm going to talk about everything that happened over the last week, guys. TCP 240 special episode. Dropping midway through the week. Um, also had our first week of Overwatch League coming back for Mid-Season Madness. But uh, we'll save that for our proper episode coming up during the week for 241. Today is all about the actual announcement itself. So going to be compartmentalizing all different sort of topics into... Uh, you know the two separate episodes so if you want to hear about what happened in terms of the re reveal event the launch date stuff the free to play hero announcements blah, blah blah content updates this is going to be the show for it i mean to be honest with you um that 40 minute video that was released really really well made i can't remember if i already said something about it but man like that's uh it overall felt pretty mm. good to me well I mean, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of like what every single bit of detail in that is going to be over the course of the show but man like overall for me i was pretty impressed honestly yeah no um i think i i left impressed as well um i don't i think the general feeling was that it was a sign of it, this was the shot in the arm that we've always been like, oh, like, don't worry, guys. Like, it's coming. Don't worry. We don't know when. We don't know where. But somehow it'll get delivered to us by hell or high water. And uh, yeah, I think it was a, a nice wind in the sails for the Overwatch community. I think this has been needed for a long time. And yeah, I think we're, we're, we're going in the right direction, finally. Yeah. Um... There were some, some of the stuff. Okay, let me let me start this way. I think generally speaking, I agree. Like we were on the right path. I do think in terms of like production quality and whatnot, dude. There was literally some parts of the video had hard distortion, uh, like in the middle of the. Someone messaged me and went like, "Yo." They are literally in that recording eating chips. What the fuck is going on? Like I'm, <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. <laughs> I, I can link Definitely you to, did to not the pick up on it. That's very funny though. I, I can uh, link you to the timestamp later, but mm. um Yeah, I think that's that's about as fair as I can remain. There's some subconscious stuff where I'm just going okay. Mm -hmm. let's see let's see i'm very skeptical but uh, i think it's yeah. safe to be i think it's perfectly fine to be after skeptical what like you don't think it's good or you don't think they'll be able to stick to what they said or you're dragging the unfair commentary out out of me but it feels mm -hmm. like i would have liked to see a single dynamic person on screen what does that even mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Someone that it's has the any orators. edge or I don't feel like my 2x is not quick enough for my brain to remain engaged. Okay. All right. I feel I like... I mean, that's, I guess that's fair. You know, like, it's it's just like, ver like it's, it's like I'm watching people communicate at 0.75 speed. Because your brain just... You know, it's all that Rick and Morty you consumed. It's just yeah, yeah. You've been you've been watching too much TikTok, and you like I just like this, some people with tell edge, me everything in seven you know? seconds. I can't do it. Give me yeah, some yeah, spice. No. Give me some it's cadence spice. in voices. Give give me someone sure, in sure. charge listen, listen, under listen, the age listen. of fifty. Outside of 
Give me outside someone with Zoe, hair. The rest, outside of Zoe, the rest of them are not like professional mm, broadcast people yes, that speak yes. for a living. So I don't know. I That's don't know. Fair. If I'm probably expecting a little too much. I mean, there. no. Um, Jeff was that though. I knew you were gonna say it. Um, I wish I pulled out the glasses. I, I looked think at he him. Is. I'm like, like he's, he's gonna he's be very, like, yeah, he's, he's definitely. He's the most well. Listen, we're we're over that. Jeff's gone. Okay, he's not coming back. It's not about how, it. speaking. It's literally it. about like processing speeds. Yeah, I've watched yeah, two as ruined guys. They didn't speak fast enough. I'm canceling my pre-order. I'm you guys dragged that shit order. out of me. I'm I'm taking zero uh, responsibility for this. Okay, is that is that the only unfair take? Do you have more unfair takes? Do we need to create a segment called Yes, because unfair take of the week. I mean, like Brent, my, like, my, know, my problem is like the darkness. My, the plat chat's my, light. My problem is like if you're already like a comically small development team, at least everyone. Yeah. Chippy chips got to be working overtime for each individual. wasn't wasn't convinced there. Okay, I mean, is there anything about the tangible information that was provided, regardless of the orator, uh, that you? It's not about the oration. Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, it's it's turning into a dumb takes so, <laughs> discussion. Let's, let's move let's move away from any like criticism of speech and pacing of speech. Uh, that's probably not what I want and watch that video for in terms of my desire. I, I uh, what this did is you, a ten minute video. Overall, about, that's which, my problem. What did you? What did you? What did you mm, okay. okay, sure. In the if you watch it at four times speed, it's ten minute video. What did you think of the 10 minute video watched at full time speed? Yeah, well, generally, generally speaking, generally speaking, I don't care for Blizzard storytelling anymore. I think okay. All right, that's the show, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> that's, for... fair, that's fair. Dude, like, I'm not going to sit here and just lie. It's like, yeah. it, it, it's not like it's... you're pretty bad at it. <laughs> that's also true. Um, the, I, I think like, it, it yeah, we, we, we will get to it in the end, but mm. once again, like, it, it's hard for me to come out of it not wanting more. Okay. Yeah. Should come out of it positive. Um, yes, but my expectations were also like unreasonably low. Not unreasonably but probably too low. Mm. Too low. <laughs> okay. We're going to combine uh, the reveal event stuff with uh, the prior announcement as well, which is the free-to-play plus Jungle Queen stuff. So there was an announcement of announcement, and then there was this. So it's all kind of combined. This is why we waited to do the recording until now, because it's, it made more sense to do it all up front after we got all the info rather than just look at the very bare amount of info that was originally there. Okay. Um, that being said, I think we should probably start getting into it properly. So, episode 240, special edition of Watch 2 Edition, brought to you by Avril La Vista Baby, Battle Crab, Refine Bean, Bronze Bot, Buha, Chare. Philadelphia is more of a stage two team anyway. Chris R34444, Cash67, Lotion, Porkchop, Sammy, Rex, Sam, Volumel, Smooth Nuts, and Your Misery with. YouTube members, Ice Ham Jello, William Jesse, Bishman, Fire Element 6, AK, and Chris R. 
the actual general overview of the entire thing is that first and foremost, we have a release date, number one on the list, October 4th. Real proper release date, not another beta, the actual release date. And the game is also going to be a free-to-play live service. So those, I think that's like right at the top of the list of what it is. And that to me is already a pretty huge announcement on its own. Um, obviously it's PvP reimagined, 5v5, etc. Uh, the reworked heroes, the new heroes, new maps and modes. Uh, second biggest thing I got out of this was a seasonal model that they had for this. So with a free-to-play announcement, they also have to kind of announce... What is their financial model for the game? What is their business model? Uh, they're going to go with seasons, battle passes, store with new skins and all that kind of stuff. There's cross-progression as well, so that's um, obviously because it's a cross-play game that you have console and um, PC involved. You can actually progress. You, you can actually have your progression on both of those platforms crossed over. I'm, I'm using the word cross a lot that but you know what i mean it means that you can play whatever you get on your console when you when you move over to pc you still get that progression vice versa um which is a nice little quality of life feature it's pretty irrelevant for all the pc only players but it's a nice little quality of life feature for people that move between platforms and uh pve still available and still a part of the plan but delayed until 2023 so that's going to start a little bit later that's kind of the general rundown top to bottom and you know, when you look at it like that, maybe it could have only been a 10-minute video, but I appreciate that they spent 40 minutes explaining and going over it and yeah. getting all the different developers to comment on their different areas. Um, and there's a lot of more detailed, granular stuff that's not in this overview. When I say this overview, I mean like they release an, a, a graphic overview of mm. the different things, which is kind of like just the major chapters involved. But within those as well, we have stuff that we're going to be talking about, such as uh, the little tidbits about reworking the competitive mode, the rank. They're actually redoing that. So there's going to be a competitive 2.0 as well for Overwatch 2, which might actually explain a little bit of like the lack of ranked in the beta so far. It seems like they're still working on it. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get into details about what that is and what um, got revealed. Uh, what else? We had talk about just different kind of features. Just We, we already knew they had updated audio, but they then dropped the... This is the line that's been going on the internet lately, the 25,000 new voice lines, yeah. which for most people is probably not a big deal, but like you appreciate the quality and the effort put into the game. Um, people and seem to just... be like really enjoying the little like interactions that they find. Like There was a, a clip of Junkrat going around where I don't remember the exact interaction, but people like lashed onto it and like... I don't know. They, they they find a lot of little details in that stuff, and they like it. I don't know. It's something for everyone, right? Because there's, yeah. a, there's a decent number of people that you can tell because they were disappointed that PV, PvE is not coming until mm -hmm. 2023, that the main thing they want to do in this game is just interact with the lore. Yeah. So stuff like 25,000 new lines, is uh, that's not insignificant for those yeah. people. Um, and I'm trying to remember what other, what other little uh, bits and pieces. I mean, we're going to get into the Mythic skin and all the different bits and pieces of the season, seasons itself and the concept of seasons overall. I'm um, just trying to remember if there was any other small detail stuff in the middle there that was interesting. I think that's generally it, unless someone uh, can remember something that I didn't. But, you know, we'll go over first and foremost. Why don't we talk about business model? Let's get into business model here. So 
we have been speculating on free to play for a while. I think we even in past episodes talked about the concept of free to play mm. and what it would mean. But I think it's time to actually <laughs> tackle and address the real deal because it's been, it's now here. And I think this has been kind of the worst kept secret about Overwatch Two. Not in the fact not in the fact <laughs> that it's been leaked or anything, but more so that we all knew it had to happen, right? I'm pretty sure every single person that knows about the gaming industry and understands or has some understanding about what games like this need to do to survive and flourish uh, and succeed. I think everyone I've spoken to publicly, privately, whatever, like all unanimously agree that it needs to be a free to play game to the point where like, if it's not a free to play game, it to me, it utterly fails. Like I think I've literally said flat out publicly that if Overwatch 2 did not release as free to play, I think it would flop hundred percent. And I would very much be doubtful of how far the game could go, whether I'd still be interested in sticking around for Overwatch anymore yeah. at that point. Like, legitimately, if it wasn't free to play, I'd fuck off personally. Um, yeah, I agree. To the dismay of some people and maybe to the delight of other people. And, and for those people, I'll stay just for you, actually. So I'm actually not going to go anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, just because I'm spiteful. So, yeah, uh, let's talk about it. Free to play plus business model. Give me your, let's, let's, I don't know, somebody jump in here and just give me your, your overall, do you agree with me? I mean, I just kind of rattled down like my general thought, my overarching meta thought of free to play being it's an extremely necessary thing for this game. Yeah, I think it's the modern way to design a online multiplayer experience. I think it's difficult to try to sell people on, you know, a, a you know, pay to per or pay to play, I suppose, uh, business model these days. Um, I think Overwatch was like one of the last ones that was like hanging on by like the the tragically dramatic, you know, fingertip on the ledge. Like, oh, is, is he going to make it to the next episode? I don't know. And obviously we know now that there's a battle pass and there's some very exciting rewards coming with those. Um, yeah, no, I would agree. Like it needed to happen. I feel like it's, you know, a couple years too, not late, but we're better late than never, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I would echo a lot of the same points. Um, Overwatch has been needing this for a hot minute. I think it's going to drive a lot of these metrics that we tend to measure with most of these online games insanely high. People are going to be more engaged with the game. People are going to be playing the game more often than not uh, for longer. Uh, I'm kind of referencing like, you know, the, the normal like dip in player base that I feel like every game kind of goes through after the first like month or so. I feel like with a game like Overwatch and, and a battle pass, you're you're gonna hit that plateau later on. Like you're gonna coast that that peak uh, a little I mean, bit better. So yeah, I mean, a giant increase of players, isn't it? Just right off the bat, it's gonna yeah, just exactly. unbelievably increase the amount of players. Mm -hmm. And that would have been true even if it was free to play announced oh, for Overwatch sure. One. Like if we mm -hmm. didn't have Overwatch Two, it was just Overwatch. Because here's the thing: Overwatch Two being a new game, marketing, mm -hmm. you could call it what it is. Whether you think it's enough or not, that's a different discussion. But yeah. the fact that it does exist from a marketing standpoint and has a two on it means some number of people are going to come in just to see what that it's about. So check it, check it out. Um, which means that will increase your player base by mm -hmm. some level number. It could be artificial because it's, it would be artificial if there wasn't enough to keep them around. But that combined free to play means it's going to be huge because then the people that are curious don't have, an, don't have a barrier to entry. They can just sort of step in and just take a cursory glance to see if it's enough for them. Uh, so. And I have like I I there there had been a rumor at some point as well that free to play was a consideration something that was intended for Overwatch One but mm -hmm. was scrapped and delayed in favor of 
you know, bundling that with Overwatch 2 instead, because it probably made more sense to mm-hmm. do it all together through the new sequel. But, yeah. you know, there was there was definitely intention to actually bring free-to-play even to Overwatch 1, had mm-hmm. there not been Overwatch 2 is basically what I'm saying. So, I mean, like, yeah. this has been something that's been on the radar of Blizzard or Overwatch for a long time. Uh, yes, go. Yeah, I mean, it needed to happen. I think that, I always felt like, especially if the Battle Pass system and continued monetization was put in place, that's that's the hallmark of, like, good incentive structures for developers inside to be made, right? Like, if you still make generating money with continued uh, development, then it's easier to... Um, you know, facilitate further development through additional hires or whatever, right? Um, I think it's also hopefully going to increase the player base and therefore the viewer base by a bunch. I think it's mm-hmm. like if you look at the biggest esports, it's just like you need it, you need it, right? Like every single big esport is a free to play game uh, yep. to some degree. Even CS, yes, like it's not the same experience, but then again, you know. Um, I guess like the cheating thing has to be solved somehow. Uh, if you don't have account oh, levels and whatnot. Spoil it? What do you mean? Forget audio listeners, video listeners. Forget he said anything about cheating. We'll get to that. Okay. We will. Okay, I have to add that into the notes. We kind of yeah. need to talk about that a little bit in terms of yeah. the whole free to play thing. It's a very minor kind of stuff. Yeah. Look, they announced that they were going to have more. I don't know. They were going to be mon- strictly monitoring in-game behavior and stuff like that, which yeah. covers cheating. But we already saw the thing about like the fact that you need to have a mobile phone. It's almost a non-issue. Um, yeah, yeah. You have to have a mobile phone linked to your Battle.net account, which yeah. you know is not a. That's not a hard stop. That's that's not going to be like a you know a nine-foot-tall wall that will stop anybody from getting over. But yeah. it does provide enough of a barrier that most people it will prevent most people from getting in the door of like you know wanting to abuse the fact that it's free to play and they can make multiple accounts the people that really want to fuck around with it probably still are going to find a way to do it because oh, sure. like at the end of the day it's like if you if you are unbelievably committed to smurfing or trolling or cheating even yeah you're probably just going to buy another phone or get another number yep. whatever you're going to do something so there, there'll still need to be more things done in game itself which would be what like Whatever the anti cheat is for for Blizzard on Overwatch, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, in Valorant it's called Overwatch. In Overwatch, it can just be called Overwatch too. Overwatch, Overwatching, Overwatch. Um, yeah, that's gonna need to be pretty powerful as well because yeah. when you look at games like Valorant, and this is actually something that CS kind of failed in because you know VA VAC has been there forever, but VAC has also been pretty slow, and people have had criticisms of VAC sometimes mm-hmm. in its accuracy as well. Um, whereas the anti-cheat system in, in Valorant, Vanguard, actually, sorry, Overwatch is for Counter-Strike, Vanguard is for uh, Valorant, because obviously Riot would never acknowledge Blizzard. Um, but yeah, the, the one in, so I got it wrong, so the one in CSGO is called Overwatch. Anyway, my point is, Vanguard is like kernel level. It's like Riot is so hardcore in the anti-cheat, they've taken it to a completely different level. And um, don't get me wrong, Vanguard is not fall- infallible either. There's different... Right, wouldn't want you to know this, but there's definitely been cases where Vanguard has failed for sure. uh, and has produced incorrect results. Yes. That has happened. Um, and yeah, so I mean, when you when you see Riot going to that length, Blizzard's going to need to do something about its anti-cheat to make sure the competitive integrity of the game itself is 
kept safe because one of the valid criticisms that people have against free-to-play is that it does increase the amount of cheaters that you have in your game. I mean, we look at Warzone, that's something they have to deal with, right? Um, so whatever it is they got to do about it, they got to do something about it. So they got, they got some time to figure that out, but they need to figure out fast because if it ends up being a problem that doesn't get solved within the first two to three months, people will get turned away from your game because they have too many negative experiences. So, mm. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those... Um... Necess not necessary evils if that makes sense like you, you you definitely want to open up the floodgates and allow um anybody on the you know any given weekend to come and try your game you want to remove that barrier to entry as much as you can yeah uh, but you also don't want to create a new one in its place of you know a rampant cheating population so it's it's worth the flood as long as you're prepared for it i suppose right like you you want the people in you want to get everybody engaged you want people to be able to come in and play the game uh but there are some consequences i think like avril said that you can levy against free to play but it i think it's just said to a degree that it's just like guys there's enough free to play games out there i know that some of them are bad and i know that some of them have a, like a high cheating population but like technology has progressed you can fix this whether or I not again they execute do. say that again I don't even know that they do have high cheating populations. Like, uh, it, probably not. I think it's a little overblown for most of these games. Like, yeah. oh, Warzone and Apex. The only, the only game, the only game that I think recently has had an issue where there's been a lot of cheaters, or at least people yeah. claim that there are a lot of cheaters, is Warzone. Sure. I don't, I don't hear about that in any other game. Fortnite, Valorant. No. And when nothing. you do it, it, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely just roll my eyes. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, it's not that many. Cheating. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's not that many. It's I think really it's also more it's also more common to encounter games with cheaters when you have like massive 100 player battlefields, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, how many how many players do you get in Warzone? You see, you play a lot of Warzone. What's the up lobby size in Warzone? I think. So when you get to up to 150, mm -hmm. your chance of seeing one cheater in there, and and by the way, it's not even just seeing one cheater, but it's a high likelihood that one cheater succeeds because of the way the game is, right? Because it's yeah, a battle yeah. royale. Um, you're gonna find that one cheater in that final circle for sure. Um. That yes. makes it seem worse because otherwise, when you're playing a five v five encounter strike or Valorant, how often are you going to find a cheater in your game? You know, yeah. and you're you, yeah, yeah. versus a game where there's 150 people in it at the same time. That's way different. Mm, so, yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah. I think I think it's I think it's definitely for games like a that's the uh, battle royale problem. At least we don't have to deal with that. We're in a five v five game. We're not in a battle royale game. Here's the other thing about cheating as well is that you know, watch it can realistically only be put on one roll like you have to be dps because if you're aimbotting on a tank that just does nothing like <laughs> what is that yeah, it's yeah. a complete waste of time so i mean it's also specifically narrowed down to one role for us mm. uh which is slightly nicer i i think and then, you know you've already had cheaters in overwatch but it seems like you know they've been dealt with and it does cost them money but i i think the same kind of person i i don't know that free to play makes it more it makes it more viable for cheaters because they don't have to pay money. But I think even if you threw down a box price, they cheat anyway. To oh, me, yeah. if you're a cheater, it doesn't matter whether it's free to play or yeah. it's a box price copy. If you really want to cheat, nothing yeah. will stop you. You're yeah. just going to do it, right? Yeah. In, that's if you're even going to go into a game like Valorant where it's got very stringent anti-cheat and you're still mm -hmm. going to do it. You don't give a fuck, yeah. right? So there's, there's actually nothing you can do. So at the end of the day, complaining about cheaters 
it's you're complaining about a, a very tiny subset of the population that no matter what the developer tries to do, this the cheater will go in there and do it no matter what. They literally will do it no matter what. And the best you can do is catch them quickly and punish them. That's that's literally yep. all you can do. So yep, yep. it is what it is. I think like the whole like phone uh authentication or however you want to, you know, word that um acts just like a dissuasion tool. Like you just try to like it get anybody on the fence of like oh like my friend tried this cheat and he really liked it so like i'm gonna try it you know you're trying to get those people to like eh, what if he didn't though you know if there's too many like, if there's too many hoops to jump through you just can't be fucked yeah like, we're all lazy we all we're all gamers guys let's be honest like like yeah i mean it's the thing is i'll, you know, I'll use like a burglary analogy like the more the slower it is a, a burglar wants to jump in and get entry and exit as fast as possible they want to break in, steal shit, get out. And the timing windows are very tight. Um, I'm speaking from experience, obviously, guys. Come on. Um, no, but like, yeah, like they, the more you slow them down and the more you mm -hmm. make it difficult for them, you have lights on, whatever, a dog's back, the more bullshit there is, sure. the less likely people want to commit those crimes just because like, you, you know, you put too many barriers in place and people just like, they just, I don't know. It's too many, it's too many barriers too much. So I think the phone thing is great. We'll see what I don't know. I'm not like an anti cheat expert, so I don't know what else they can do. Like maybe there's further things they can do. I mean, we're not going to get to the level of China where, like, yeah, no. you know, or Korea or anywhere uh, other countries. I don't know what other countries do it where you have to link, you know, your social security so number like to actual account, document like, and yeah, government information. You know, your like Probably literal not. public ID. Um, so I mean that that's if you really wanted to stop cheating, there you go. That's your solution, guys. Yeah, you have to link your social security numbers to your gaming account and your, the FBI can monitor that for you. Okay, let's yeah, move on from yeah. cheating because that wasn't that wasn't yeah. even a topic I was uh, planning on getting to, but um, moving back into the general free-to-play talk a little bit here. So monetization was revealed as well, and that's obviously, you know, important as far as um, how a free-to-play system is going to work. Mm. If you have free-to-play you're going to end up having some sort of free-to-play monetization. It goes hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, and this, uh, you know, the past 24 hours have been interesting for me, depending on when you're looking at this recording, so that might have been even further than that now. But, okay. yeah, you know, I threw out a fishing line to the Bird app, and, uh, yeah, I got the responses I wanted. I was looking for a fight, and I got some, I got, uh, you know, got my hands dirty a little bit. So uh, good to bake the internet every now and then. But, yeah, like, look, there have been some really interesting responses to the free-to-play announcement and the business model. Uh, when I say business model, I'm obviously talking about Battle Pass plus in-game store. Those will be the two things. Uh, and with the in-game store as well, it will be cosmetics. Cosmetics, and if we understand correctly, also PVE stuff could be in the, into the store as well because they did say, I don't know, I don't believe this has changed, but they did say in 2019 during BlizzCon, the original Overwatch announcement, that... Uh, pve would be paid content would it not be so yeah, yeah i would expect that pve will be part of the store as well as well as cosmetics so um i don't know what else they would do i mean this is definitely not the type of game that would add any sort of player advantage into the store no. um if, if you are particularly uh, what word should i use to insult this group uh, <laughs> i don't know look if you're if you just if you're just really vindictive there we go. That's quite light. That's what. That's 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 both. That's both very direct and heavy while being pretty light. If you're really vindictive, you'll probably just like assume like, oh well, you know, it's Blizzard, so they're gonna add all this bullshit because uh, because Immortal Lel. Um, 
No, I don't think that's the case for a game like this because mm-hmm. they're, they're serviced for different markets. I mean, bloody hell, Diablo 4 and Diablo Mortal are probably not even going to have the same. No. They will have very different business models all that. So we're not going to expect any sort of like pay to win type of stuff in the free to play, even though I think if you're, again, if you're particularly vindictive, you'll probably just go there because I don't know, uh, you need help. So yeah, um, maybe an XP boost. I could, I could see something like if you wanted to get into the real nitty gritty of like what's what's heading towards the pathway of you know you think so? okay. aggressive microtransactions, it would probably be something like if they really want to go in that direction, like an XP boost for your battle pass. Oh yeah, just buying uh, levels, is, finishing the battle pass. Is, just yeah. Hang out right uh, oh yeah, actually buying levels because like you do you can do that in Diablo Mortal. You can just buy the levels if you want. Which is completely, by the way, is completely pointless because uh, I'll reiterate from last episode, I finished the Diablo Mortal Battle Pass in eight days. Mm. So, oh, but you have to grind for the Battle Pass, dude. It's a one month Battle Pass that I finished in almost the first week. And I, I don't think I really grinded. I kind of, but not really. Um, there are some like Battle Passes that definitely are quite grindy. I think the Valorant Battle Pass is heavily grindy yeah. in my experience. Yeah. Do you kind of most- expect? Overwatch should be somewhere in the middle, like maybe I would like that. easy, especially at no, launch. You, you can't make it easy. You can't make it no, easy. Like I agree. you have to target. Like what is your? You know, this is this is how this kind of thing works mm-hmm. as a financial model. You have to have some sort of data set, and I've watched and Blizzard definitely have this because they've been making games for a long time and they have free to play games for people that people I don't know. Some people seem to think that. Blizzard aren't experienced and free to play when they literally had Hearthstone since 2014 and even earlier. So and Hearthstone's been one of the biggest free to play titles of all time, especially mobile. Um, obviously, eventually eclipsed by stuff like Fortnite, but yeah, that's besides the point. Uh, so if you have data on how long people play for, how often they log in, mm. you can very somewhat accurately get a general model of the player base that would suggest okay here well here's how long people would play for a month now mm-hmm. the battle pass is going to last nine weeks so you would probably look at it from a nine week standpoint so in nine weeks what's going to be like an acceptable amount of play time required to finish a battle pass and then you'd probably make it slightly better than that so that people can yeah. finish their battle pass by let's say week seven out of nine weeks right something like that Oh, so okay. that would be that would be I would that's that's be my my guess because that seems fair to me. It's that would seem like if you play if you're an average player, yeah. an average player is, is you're only logging in. I don't know what an average how long they're playing for. To be fair, sure, they, they sure. Know, they play have with like the Hearthstone example that you you laid out. Like let's say like the average player plays for about seven to nine weeks. Um, so yeah, out of a nine week length of a season. If they target more like if you're an average player, you can finish by week seven or eight. Mm-hmm. That would be okay. And then for a hardcore player, you maybe finish it in week three or week four. Mm. Um, because, yeah, yeah. I mean, that would even be... It depends. Like, how many people do you want finishing the battle pass is the other question. Do you want it to be, like, quite yeah. exclusive? Like, do you want this mythic to be quite exclusive? Because so, we're so- assuming that the okay. mythic is the end goal of the battle pass. It has to be, right? I would imagine so. I mean, maybe... Not to completely jump ahead, but like that feels like you look at a battle pass like 
Fortnite, you look at a battle pass like Valorant, like it's always like the the chase mythic, you know, the knife that's oh. glowing and does some crazy shit. And now oh. we have Cyber Demon Genji with customization and shit. Yeah. That's the saddest part is the end of the Valorant battle pass isn't even a good reward. It's actually Most pretty Most of the time reward. it's not. Yeah, like I it's don't really not. care. Like, you can actually just buy like a better knife from the store. Yeah. Like it's actually the Valorant battle pass is actually a joke. It's it's fucking long and the rewards are not even good. Anyway, back to yeah. this. I'm I'm I would say I'm ninety percent <laughs> sure the mythic is the reward. I'm ninety percent sure. I would agree. I would I would really? put a sizable amount of money. Yes. That Cyber Demon Genji for as like crazy as that skin sounds is going to be yes, like the carrot on the stick. You have to ha like you have to have a pretty major carrot on the stick yeah. for 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 people to for, to get people to a buy battle passes and want to play to complete their battle pass. You got to have a pretty damn good reward mm -hmm. in there. You know, like. And that's a pretty when damn I, good when I, when I look at when I look at Apex, when I look at Apex, if I'm gonna be real honest, guys, fuck it, I'll be honest. I mm -hmm. think the entire battle pass has fucking shit rewards, but then you get to the end and the and the final skin is like, okay, that's pretty good. Okay. Legit. I, I don't think the quality of Apex skins is that high, except for mm -hmm. like the end of battle pass, like boom, or like their expensive skins. Sure. Um and, but that's the whole point. You play the battle pass to get that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I've I actually I finished one Apex battle pass. Um, this was when I was casting, um, ALGS for ALGS in Apex South, and that month I uh, I finished an Apex battle pass just to get this one gun, mm -hmm. and now I haven't played Apex for months. But <laughs> hey, I got it. I got one. I got one battle pass like in in reward in there. I'm pretty pleased about it. Mm -hmm. So is what it is. Um, so how do we feel about? Yes, did you want to weigh in on that discussion as well? Yeah. We kind um, of went all over the place a little bit, but... I mean, I, I for one don't think the Mythic skin will be part of the Battle Pass. I think that will be... Okay. It, I could even see how... I mean, it... Maybe it, un, it unlocks through... Like, maybe it's its own little progression system. Okay. I'm not... Mad at that. Wait, wait, wait. A separate games? progression? What do you mean? As in, like, you buy the you buy the skin, and then maybe you have to fill up some. Either it's really cool, and depending on how you do in terms of like, on fire meter, the different states materialize, or like they have something outside progression, like you get X kills with Genji, and then yeah. like you progressively upgrade the skins through achieving shit there um okay can i it's also a hybrid yeah it? it's also possible that you guys are right and that the mythic skin actually already unlocks like at like a reasonable level at in the battle pass and then the further uh, along you go the more unlocks you have on that you level it up yeah that's the hybrid approach that i was going to come up with so that you know you uh, uh, anybody can reasonably unlock the mythic within let's just say it's halfway through the battle pass yeah. and then the rest of the battle pass is to unlock different customizations for the mythic yeah um with the maybe with the maybe with the maybe the end custom like the final customization is fucking insane yeah maybe. it's got to be pretty uh but interesting you also don't want it you, the thing about doing that that way is 
the goal of the battle pass is to keep people engaged and coming back and working towards something and wanting to play the game. Yeah. It's it should it's part of the motivation for requeuing into a game over mm-hmm. and over and over. Right. So if everyone just gets their mythic early, then I wouldn't be surprised if there's a decent and a drop off after right. that. Like if you watch player trends of like hours invested, <laughs> when they get their mythic, you just see that just tailor off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You like. That's why usually the end reward, the final reward, is the best one. Uh, and and it could be like if you had fifty levels in your battle pass, forty nine of them are average, and then number fifty boom is really good. Yeah. So, but it would be cool if we had like a more consumer friendly battle pass. Even though I I very publicly say fuck the consumers all the time because you know fuck them. But it would be it would be nice because I am charitable as well. It'd be nice if you know. Uh, there is a bit more of a charitable battle pass, and that the regular content in the battle pass is still pretty reasonable, mm. and you're not just getting you're not just getting crap thrown in your face. Yeah, where like everything is just fundamentally worse than what you would get in the actual page store, which yeah. is Valorant to a fucking T. Every battle pass skin is not anywhere nearly as like, good as the skin that you would find in the a, store. Here's a Glock with a duck on it. It's like, bro, I. They're literally oh, recolors. For people that don't, for people that are not aware, like the the yeah. battle pass skins in the Valorant, in Valorant, are, are, are essentially equivalent to like the blue rare mm-hmm. rarity of skins in Overwatch, where it's just a recolor. Yeah, it's like on that level. It's and if I was to be really charitable, I'd say maybe it's on the purple tier. Maybe purple. Like some, some of them, them purple. some of them could be purple tier, but even yeah. the purple tier are just like slightly better reskins of the reskins. Yeah. You know, what a I'm little, saying? like a little bit more, more interesting colors. They're more interesting reskins. Yeah. But that's what it like, yeah. That's like 49 out of 50 battle pass levels in Valorant is just reskins. And the 50th one even still is like it's a knife. Yeah. Which is like pop which don't get me wrong, people like knives in True. Valorant. But like, yeah, it's they're not interesting. It's like that or you pay $30 for a knife. I don't actually know how much it is anymore. It's, it's not cheap though, for a knife, and it's actually a way fucking better knife. Um True. No, funny, right. funny, but because funny though, that game. Knife doesn't even. No one even. Get, no. Like you shouldn't care about the knife because its gameplay implication is a zero. It's a, at it, least I, in Counter Strike, yeah. when you kill somebody with a knife, it's like you really get. celebrated because you get yeah. a lot of money. And in in Valorant, it's actually detrimental to put out your knife because it gives you nothing. And if you pull out your mi- knife and you fuck it up, you probably you might even lose a round for your team. Like it's really bad. You don't get so, extra money for killing no, with knife. Oh I'm, wow! I'm ninety percent no. sure you don't know. I'm a hundred percent you don't because yeah. I fucking cast the game. Um, not recently, but I do. Um, generally speaking, so yeah, there's like you, whenever you see a person, whenever you person, whenever you see a person pull out a knife, especially in a competitive game, you're just mm-hmm. like, what is this person doing? Just fucking shoot them! Like this is probably so pointless. Um, it's usually just like it's usually a BM thing. You, if you try to BM somebody, you pull out the knife. Whereas in Counter Strike, you actually get something for a knife kill. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's not a valid discussion. Uh, but comparing the different battle pass and business models, I think it's pretty interesting though. Mm-hmm. Um. There had been some online discussion about people. I think most people that understand, again, people that really know gaming and people that like understand the gaming industry and understand like what it takes to elevate your game from a 7 million monthly active user base for Overwatch, which to be fair, for a game that doesn't have any updates and is six years old, that's not bad. I looked it up recently. That's like, we used to have 10 million. I think a year or two before, and now we're on seven million. So we have dropped by three mil. But even still, getting seven million 
I guess that's across all platforms combined. Yeah. Um. All right, you'll take it. Like that's that's reasonable. I think Valorant's only on like fifteen million, so we're we're half of Valorant. But Valorant's a far new, uh, far newer game, and it has regular content, and which it doesn't. So, yeah, I mean, the giants of the industry when I looked it up was like League of Legends on one hundred twenty million, and Apex on about one hundred ten million, something like that. I didn't know Apex was that big. Uh, for some reason, I felt like Apex would have been more like a 70 million game, but I didn't know that Apex was already above 100 mil, which is crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. Which maybe explains why there are so many people watching it on Twitch. Uh, which also, by the way, means that they need to do something about their esports because a game of that size should have a far bigger esport. That's a, not an Apex broadcast, mm. though. Yeah. Not an Apex um, mm. podcast discussion. But yeah, to get to, to get to like even halfway there let's be chat let's just be you know let's just be generous a little bit here if overwatch was to reach 50 or 60 million monthly active users half of league of legends but also four times as big as valorant it would need it would have to have a free to play and must have a free to play it must have a free to play with an engaging system like a battle pass which is by the way optional everyone thinks the kind of comments i read online it's like people think they're forced to buy the battle pass which i find is to be the strangest position to have it's like you do understand it's a optional and b you get a free track on the battle pass to get rewards anyway yeah. just free rewards not the paid not the premium ones so you're still getting shit mm-hmm. uh, playing the game. but this yeah you need something engaging like a battle pass so that people feel like they're always getting something for playing yeah yeah um and yeah it has to be free to play to, to get to get anywhere near the giants of the industry and i think overwatch as a franchise and an ip can do it because we we had one of the biggest games ever oh, sure. in 2016. We had one of the biggest games in the world. Mm-hmm. We can get back there again. And that's I think that needs to be the goal. So, you know, some people need to look at the broader picture here. You need to look at the bigger picture here. Yep. And that the game improves and that there's better content, more impetus for Blizzard to be able to hire devs and fund develop, development of the game, increase the size of development mm. by having a more financially successful game. Correct. That's That's all it is at the end of the day. Yeah, it can't just be, you know, multi-billion dollar company by the way memes forever right like you actually have to make money at some point guys um and this is a way to not necessarily make more money but to also keep you know all of these very important metrics up and high you know like avril said uh it keeps people engaged it keeps people wanting to play it keeps people you know coming back to the game it's it's friends coming back together to work on the battle pass together or grind ranked, whatever it is, it adds something to the the calendar of other games that are out there. These other AAA free to play games that, you know, you can now hopefully, um, and I, and I do mean, hopefully uh, chalk overwatch two up there with, right? Like you can, you can look at Valorant and be like, ah, you know, maybe it's not the game for me, but I'm really not trying to like, spend more money on a game right now let me let me try some other let's see what else is out there in the market and overwatch 2 can be one of those games now right um yeah it's it's important that it's free to play it's important that this battle pass has a lot of like good things in some of the free to play tracks and you know that mythic skin is i think some people some people approach this from a very selfish point of view like what does that do for me because i lose all my free loot boxes now sure overwatch one had the had the most consumer friendly monetization Which sounds batshit. Unfortunately, it ends up being somewhat true, so I have to give it to you. But it sounds batshit because it was fucking loot boxes, guys. Actual loot. It's, you would def, you would define it as gacha. You would literally mm-hmm. define it as gacha. 
But because the game keeps handing out free shit to you over a long period of time, you eventually get enough loot boxes for free. Yeah. You don't have to buy anything. So yeah. that is what it is. And, and when you look at that, it's actually too generous. Um, and yes. people, people will accuse me as like, oh, why are you defending the billion dollar company? I'm like, what I'm defending is the opportunity for the game to reach the size and popularity that it always deserved to be. Yeah. That it actually used to be in 2016, but now can stay there by being able to fund regular new content updates. Because there's there's a subset of people that legitimately think that the Overwatch One model was sustainable enough to fund a live service game when it factually is not, because nobody is buying Overwatch One copies when they already have one. You're not yeah. buying the game anymore, and who's buying loot boxes? Because the game shits out loot boxes for free. Who's buying them anymore? Mm-hmm. So no one. And somebody, somebody linked me the articles like, yeah, but they made a billion dollars. Yeah, in 2017, read the article. It says, May 2017, they made a billion dollars on loot boxes. What's the number now, guys? What is the number now? Show me. I bet you it's not even half that. Why you fucking, you'd be lucky if it was a quarter of that, a tenth of that. People aren't mm. fucking buying anymore because the player base has dropped way heavily since then. Sure. And the people that have stuck around are veterans of the game who have everything they want. So who the fuck is buying loot boxes? Nobody. Yeah. So you, you can you cannot tell me you cannot tell me that it was sustainable. It is not. No. Um, and if the game isn't making money, Blizzard are not going to be able to fund content and develop content for the game because the game is not self sufficient. So they they required a a redo on the monetization. This is this is a requirement. This is not mm-hmm. wasn't this. People look at oh Blizzard just want to be greedy. It's like so the alternative would be Overwatch One just dies in. I guess is that what you want? Cool, Blizzard don't get to be quote unquote greedy now, but now you don't have a game. Like I don't do people I think people legitimately expect the devs to just make shit for free forever. Like I paid forty dollars in twenty sixteen and now I should have everything for free until the end of time. Like what yeah. I'm sorry, but you if, if you're the person that wants to call the developers greedy, then I'm gonna call you entitled. Mm-hmm. That's that's the exchange we're gonna make here. Yeah. 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 I, I think most of I think 90% of those people that are like, uh, my greedy devs are going to buy the battle pass. You know, it's going to tap into their addict brain and they're going to enjoy it. And if right. not, then not, then... <sighs> oh, sure. Like, I want to not necessarily have a community that doesn't reward, like, continuous effort on the dev side, making the business case. Not, mm-hmm. you know, like... This also facilitates maybe a better work culture because, like, you have suits that are in your neck, breathing down your neck, going like, "When are you going to spend some more money, my goose?" Mm-hmm. Um, it's way easier to have a consistent structure, and then on top of it, just be creative. You know. Sure. So, unfortunately, we don't live in a post-scarcity society where resources are figured out and we just make it for you know the pleasure of making mm. gotta earn no. some shit dude <laughs> like it's not a hobby guys the devs don't do this for, as, for a hobby it's not a charity gotta get paid we can have a we can have a legitimate conversation here's what i'll here's what i'll do here's what i'm willing to meet in the middle we can have a legitimate conversation about the ethics of doing a better free-to-play monetization model versus doing something very aggressive and predatory oh, sure yeah. so there's a conversation to be had there let's be I mean, i've already i spent already 10 minutes talking about this on the last podcast which i probably didn't need to but i just felt inspired to uh 
yeah, I'll be straight. The the pay to win on Diablo Immortal is bad. It's probably that's not what you want to give. That would be on the very extreme end of this is really bad monetization in terms of how aggressive and uh, predatory it is for a free to play system. But then there's like way better stuff that you can do as well. And like as long as we lean on the better side of it, there's no issue here. So the the people that are just like straight up anti free to play, that's just such weird. It's a weird position to have in 2022. It's so strange. It is. Strange. Um, and I'll be, yeah, I'll be honest. Well, if you don't, if that's not what you're looking for, if you just feel like that's not the game you want to play, that's fine. Go goodbye, I guess. Nice knowing you. I don't know you, but uh, whatever. I, uh, you won't be missed. No one will miss you. Don't worry about it, because I guarantee you the number of new players coming in that do want this that have been, you know, that the the barrier has been broken down now. Anybody can play it. Which, by the way, in the Asian market is huge. So you want to like, you want to like go nutty hard in in the asian area in the asian market southeast asia um china all of that like free to play is almost not only is it like heavily accepted but it's almost required to succeed mm. in a market like china like it's weird it is strange by the way that a game like overwatch one did had any amount of success in china because of a being paid title mm. um the standard for gaming there which is definitely not the standard for the rest of the world is that you have to have a free game because all the games are free. If you think about it, well, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I don't know how many people are very clued up on that kind of stuff, but yeah, their, their standard of gaming is all free stuff. Mm. So yeah, the market in Asia will blow up probably Korea as well. Like, there's a lot of free games. So, I mean, cool. You, uh, you want to get on your high horse about free to play. All right. See you later. I guess won't be missing you. We have a mythic Genji skin to farm. Yeah. Get on the hamster wheel. We're all doing yeah. it. It's called the hedonic tre treadmill, nerd. Look it up. Hedonic <laughs> treadmill. You also just don't have to be part of it. Like, there will be plenty of stuff. I never, I, when I play free-to-play free games, yeah. I never really buy into too many things. I, I bought one Valorant Battle Pass, realized it wasn't for me, and yeah. never bought another one. To date, I've bought maybe one gun skin in Valorant total. Mm -hmm. um, I've spent no money in Apex. Uh, and depending on how the Overwatch 2 stuff looks like, I'll probably only buy the Battle Pass and not spend money elsewhere. Or if I feel like spending money elsewhere, I might do that. But like, I'm a responsible enough spender that this is not a problem yeah. for me. Yeah. Like, I'm not... I don't know who... When people... People are like, oh man, free-to-play so predatory. I'm like, who are they talking about? It's not talking about me. I've never been... I I'm I'm personally responsible enough that I'm I, I don't just like mm -hmm. holy shit buy everything like that's just never been me. I feel like that can't be the average person because if it was, everybody in the entire world would be wearing Balenciaga because no one can fucking control yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? But clearly they don't. Luxury brands are still luxury because very few people have them. If people were there mm -hmm. if the general population was really that bad about their money, everyone would be fucking rocking Louis Vuitton and Gucci unnecessarily. But they don't. True, true. So who the who the fuck is so incapable of controlling their financial situation that they just like I'm gonna get preyed upon? Like who who is that? I don't know who that is. Is there? I think one of the big topics, or not one of the big topics, but one of the words that I keep getting hung up on is predatory. Is there a discussion for like price point for the battle pass for you guys? Like, is there like an ideal <sighs> number that you feel like it should be? As in price or uh, yeah, price, price point yeah, for the price. battle pass. Like, 
what are you, what would you be willing to spend on a battle complicated pass? question? Sure, of course. Because you have to you have to tackle two points. One is what is the price point to value that you're getting in terms of like what's the what's how high quality is a battle pass in terms of all the rewards in it? Uh, that can that could change the price, but I think the more prior the higher priority is more like an entry level. Like what is mm-hmm. a general bar of entry uh in terms of a barrier to get people in and then you actually so you actually work backwards from that price then you build out your battle pass and its rewards based on that so to me it'd be probably about 15 us mm-hmm. that's what i would guess yeah i would say 13 euros is right around like 12.99 is i think what most sell here uh, i will say it also depends because for instance the warzone battle pass if you play through it, it gives you enough currency for the next battle pass to buy that. Ah, okay. So you theoretically, if you'd always finish your battle pass, you never have to buy the next battle path pass. Right. That's kind of an interesting. I haven't, I didn't know that about Warzone, and I don't think Fortnite or Apex does that. Apex does that as well. That. Okay. That's yep. interesting. I'm not mad at that. Want to know one battle pass that doesn't do that? Valorant. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's the only other game I was like, who has a battle pass these days? Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like that's like a good way to incentivize people, knowing that like I can just keep my content grind forever. I only have to spend it once if I just keep working at it, right? Like, I think that's interesting. So is it, is it is it the case that most people don't treat skins as optional? I think, I think am I too reasonable? And that I treat cosmetics as optional. No, I think most people treat the cosmetics then, as optional. Because the reason why I, I, I come towards the uh, conclusion that some people, uh, let's just not say most anymore, let's just say sure, some people some don't people. treat cosmetics as optional Yeah, is because like, first of all, I, I, I made a statement. I was like, no one should want all the cosmetics. And someone was like, but I do. And I'm like, I guess you do. Then. <clears> like, <throat> I don't know. I guess you just do. But I'm like, but I'm also along the points so like, I guess if it's all free, then you would. Yeah. But because you're a completionist, and I get it, because I'm I can I can be a completionist, but not if it's going to cost that. money yeah. per thing. Yeah. Um, but people get really because one of the criticisms I heard was like, "Oh, I'm going to have to grind through the battle pass to get these rewards," and I'm like, like but "Do you?" But isn't that always the it's case? optional? I'm like, but it's optional. It's like, do you yeah. really have to? Why do you Why do you have to grind through it? Can you not just play through the game? go into the store and buy a skin you like, and then that's enough for you. Like, apparently yeah. it's not enough for some people. Um, so there's either A, a level of entitlement that they have to have everything, or B, or rather, not that they just have to have everything, but they have to have it for free mm-hmm. um, because they don't want to have to work for it. They don't want to have to pay for it or work for it, um, which is ironic because to get it all for free in Overwatch requires you to... Gr- Funny enough, guys, if you want enough RNG loot boxes to get you yeah. what you want in Overwatch 1, guess what? You have to grind for it. You have to grind through a fuck ton of hours in the game to get enough of free loot boxes to get all the shit you want. Yeah. So, boom, gotcha. You can shut the fuck up about grinding now. Um, you're doing it anyway, no, watch one, don't lie. So, yeah, I'm like, do people feel like they should just get all the ga- the skins? And They clearly just take it for granted and no, watch one because yeah. they think that's the standard when it's really not. Like, that's not the industry standard. In fact, it loses Blizzard a lot of money. Mm-hmm. and is primary and why they have to ditch their old business model because it doesn't make sense it doesn't yep. fund the development of the game yeah yep 
As long as it's not a bunch of gun charms, <sighs> even though I am constantly impressed oh. at how many people love gun charms and it like, will be gun pictures. charms. I, I I understand it. There will be, but like the volume of them, I I do wonder if that will be attractive. If there's a lot or of stickers them, or yeah, yeah, like people want like people want those like I feel like most of the battle pass should be like purple skins with some like little things in between. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would even like things like animated sprays, more animated sure. sprays. Yeah, fuck it, why not? I'm cool um, with that. Just stuff like that. I mean, there's so many different ways you can monetize. Mm-hmm. It, that's I, the, I, the beauty of it. It's like, you can put so much like creativity into this. I don't care about charms, though. I didn't, I didn't even use any Valorant. I, I, I got charms, and I actually... Maybe if I had the right buddy, but I just don't care about the rest. Yeah. So, I don't care. Cool. Um... Any further thoughts on the monetization model here? Is there anything we miss? Anybody want to bring up another point? Nope. About free to play? I think that's a good enough one where I have some confidence that incentive structures have been aligned we so all, we can get some good shit. Do we all agree that Battle Pass and... Well, let's just start... Let's not get there yet. Do we all agree that free to play is, a, is 100% the, the, the best possible position? Yes. I think we all do, right? And... I guess if you agree that free to play is the best possible is is the best uh, direction to go, then you kind of have to agree by association that battle pass in some form mm. is probably the best way to go as well because it's been proven to be the most successful one of the most successful ways to have player retention, and it's just a good financial model for the game too. Like I guess we have to kind of agree on that, depending on how aggressive the battle pass is. But then again. I don't know the defense. I always come back to, and I, I hate to go there because it, it feels like it shouldn't. I feels like I shouldn't be using this, but I end up using this as I, I, end, I end up using this as ammunition. Is that like Valorant legitimately has? And this is not just me like hating. I'm just being factual here. I'm not like hating on them mm. um, too hard because you know hate hate the what is it hate the play not the game or some mm-hmm. shit like that. Um, consumers, you did this to yourselves. So you don't, I don't blame Riot. I blame the consumers on this one. Right. Valorant factually has one of probably the most aggressive free-to-play monetization models that exist. That's not just pay-to-win. That's like not pay-to-win because we get into pay-to-win, then we can start talking about Immortal again. But yeah. in a non-pay-to-win environment, the battle pass is fucking hard to complete, very grindy. The rewards are shit, um, and you cannot earn the battle pass again once you finish it. By the way, you have to rebuy it every season, and the yeah. store itself is. Yeah expensive af you are is paying not random as well like we're gonna get to that it does yeah okay. yeah it is random because the store is random because you i i can't remember can you actually shine in a bit of the fucking game um you there's a night market yeah that is random and so specifically uh when you go through the store there is like a bundle purchase and then there's a bunch of guns below weapons below the bundle that is like these timed offers um and i believe these timed offers they're not even like on sale they're just like what is available yes which means they're not only creating fomo in the i must complete battle pass mm-hmm. kind of thing even though again ironically the battle pass is shitty for, for weapons but there's major fomo in the actual purchase of the items as well because if there is a gun skin you really want you can't actually just go into the store and buy it you have to wait for it to come on rotation for you to buy it Yep. So when something finally comes on rotation, you see it, you are incentivized to instantly purchase up due to FOMO. So when Are I say it really... Fucking, you have to buy the bundle, right? 
Am I? You have to buy the bundle, but it, the bundle is also timed, and it, you have to buy the bundle when it exists. Right. The okay. Bundles generally don't. I think only. I think there's only been a very few times when the bundles have come back. Mm. I think. Um, yeah, the prime bundle came back maybe one time, mm. and yeah, it, it must have because I end up. I I bought the prime van line. I think I waited for it to come. I don't know. I can't remember now. Um. So yes, the Valorant store is genuinely one of the. Can I use the word worst? I think that sounds pretty aggressive on my sure, part. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm definitely placing prejudice here when I say that. But yeah, it is one of the pr least consumer friendly, mm. uh, free to play monetization models you can get because everything is FOMO, everything is expensive as fuck. The bundle, by the way, costs you the price of a AAA game. Yeah. Legitimately, you are dropping the price of a AAA game for just like five skins. Mm. Like some of them on guns you'll never use as well. Like yeah. there's some like judge gun, like some of them are on the the shotguns that you'll never fucking use. Yeah. Shorty, you'll never fucking use, realistically speaking. Marshall, probably never going to use that either. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll get one or two good skins in there on one of the primary rifles and maybe on the operator, or and obviously the knife as well, and maybe on a pistol that you might use. Sure. So, yeah, it's it's bad. And, and the reason I end up talking about Valorant is because I have to end up defending them a little bit. So here I am slandering them, and now I'm going to go defend them. And the part that I'm going to defend is that even though it's this bad, it still works. Legitimately, when I first saw the Valorant skins, bundles, and pricings in their model, I was like, holy shit, no one's going to pay for this. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. Who the fuck is going to buy this? And then everyone bought it. Everybody buys it. And yeah. I knew, and I knew, knew of people that were, that like, were not well off. These are not rich people. These are like, almost, almost pay, paycheck to paycheck kind of people True. that were buying every single bundle. Which means they're dropping AAA money, the money that you would spend on a AAA game release, yeah. every single bundle release, and there's multiple bundle releases per season. Mm -hmm. They 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 were these kleptomaniacs that just wanted every single skin. So I guess some people do just want every single skin, but and they will pay for it, and it costs you a fuck ton of money. Yeah. yeah. So I guess my, what it ends up coming back to is like, yeah, fuck the consumer because you chose this. You 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 could have said no to this, and you could have just not. You could have voted with your wallet. And not purchase this, but you funded it, so now you can sleep in the fucking bed you made. Um, but yeah, if it, if this works for Riot, and Riot has more than doubled our playbase, super popular game on Twitch. Generally speaking, a pretty damn popular game. The esports more popular than ours. The game is flat out just doing better than ours, hundred percent. That's that's a factual statement you got to make. Mm -hmm. And yet, their monetization model is one of the fucking most aggressive and predatory ones for an actual free to play game that's not pay to win, and that still works. Come on, like, yeah. if ours is even like fifty percent better than that, you know we're fucking winning out here. Like, you can mm -hmm. just slow down with the criticisms a little bit here. Uh, you might think like, oh, it's predatory, bro. It works. <laughs> I care what you say. It yeah. works. It fucking works. And if you want it to stop working, stop fucking paying for it. And if you want this development team to grow at any reasonable rate, and you want content to come out a little bit faster, that money has to come from somewhere. And obviously, it's not you know. A to B, you know, you buy, you buy battle pass. We hire devs, but like Jessica said, I think you know if the goose isn't pooping money, you can't buy more geese, right? Like you, there has to be a give and a take there. So, and I'm not even saying I'm not even saying we should become like Valorant in terms sure. of their store. I hope we don't. I genuinely right. hope we do not. I hope our store is far more charitable. And one mm. reason it will be more charitable is because I'm 99% sure Overwatch 2 doesn't charge for new heroes. You're gonna get new heroes for free. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Valorant does. So does Apex. They charge for new characters. They charge for the new heroes. Uh, League of Legends, they charge 
sure league of legends okay all these games you can buy them with your own in-game currency i show your free current there's usually a free currency and a premium currency and all these games have a pre a free currency that you can buy them with um i remember apex it was it was grindy as shit i remember i only unlocked one new character on free currency mm-hmm. my entire time playing apex over like the course of a month or two and valorant i unlocked a few but i i played a lot more valorant i actually did put a lot more time into that um but Overwatch is not going to charge you for it so already already it's like more charitable just on that alone so as long as the skin prices and just the prices aren't like egregious it's fine but my overall point is even if it is egregious and I, i don't want it to be but even if it is egregious valorant has shown that your game can be popular as fuck and people will still buy it. People will still fucking pay for that shit, even if it's bad. Mm-hmm. It just works. It just works. Sorry. No. That's the way the gaming industry is. And again, you did this to yourself because you pay for it. Well, you might not pay for it, but somebody's fucking paying for it. Mm. So the consumers, I don't blame the developer. I blame the consumers for fucking buying shit they don't need. Like, I don't I don't walk around buying Balenciaga because I can't afford it. And I don't, and I don't, I, it's overpriced bullshit. I'm not going to pay for it. I voted with my wallet. You need to vote with your wallet too. If you don't like it, stop fucking buying it. Yep. But I don't blame I don't blame the luxury. I don't blame Lamborghini for making fucking hundred thousand dollars worth of cars. I just don't buy it. I don't blame I blame you you want to blame somebody, blame the fucking people that keep buying it. They made those choices. You need they 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 didn't vote with their wallets and they bought stupid shit. You know? What is it again? Like play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, it's like Pay for stupid shit, receive stupid shit. You paid for it. Cool. You you shat on your bed, Amber Heard style. You get to fucking sleep in that bed now. Congratulations. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, you got that one in. I did have to. I, I felt like it was a reasonable reference. It was like, it looked good on Discord. I'm going to do it again. Mm. I'll get my mileage off that one. Uh, before the whole, the whole, uh, what is it? The core battle got gets unpopular. It's already trending down. So you're getting quick. Yes, you're getting quick for the kids before it uh, sure. leaves. Yep. Roadmap. Roadmap. Um, let's take a look at the. We'll take a look at the um graphic again. So there's going to be nine week seasons. I'll just run it through, and then we'll get some thoughts on it. Nine week seasons. First season starting on October fourth, which is the release date. Second season on December sixth, and then nine weeks later another season now they did also say by the way that it's not necessarily going to be exactly like nine weeks to the day because if the nine weeks for example falls over a holiday like christmas it might be delayed a little bit so it's not like so it's not like for example oh season two ends and this is this is i'm just hypothetically speaking a season whatever ends and the next season starts on december 25th they're not just going to push the star button on that day that's not going to happen so if it if it does fall on wonky dates, though they there's the flexibility to change and did like and push things out a little bit. Anyway, I just felt like I needed to add in that little bit uh, caveat for the whole nine weeks thing. But yeah, let's I'll just read out what you get and then we'll talk about it. Season one, three new heroes, six new maps, thirty plus new skins, new battle pass, new mythic skin, new game mode. The game mode is confirmed to be push. So that new game mode is not whatever other game mode that's been rumored. Uh, is that new game mode is push. Season 2, new tank hero, new map, 13 skins, new battle pass, new mythic skin, and then future seasons, all of that again, but also PvE begins. So, how do you guys feel about the nine-week cycles? How do you feel about the content of each season? Um, 
I think a lot of people are hung up on the the first season being just kind of like more of the same from the beta. Um, which I think, I don't know. I think it's fair to just be like, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at season two. Season one's really not that interesting. Depends on like what, you know, the, if we're assuming, you know, Junker Queen and Sojourner, the two of three heroes, what the third hero looks like when it comes out, stuff like that. Um, new maps. Eh, I don't know. I, I could understand maybe where people are a little bit like, less than excited than for first season one um but the rest of it it feels like a decent pace um it's not ideal but i think it's fine enough and i think it kind of sets us on the, the right road yeah i think that's to reiterate reiterate what i said you know as the general feeling from a lot of this it, it's it's the right direction i think it could be a little bit quicker some in some areas or a little bit less in some areas and but i think it's i think it's fine I think it's good yeah, I, in my mind, so, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Like, the schedule going forward after season one is just going to be like every other season there's going to be a hero. So every 18 weeks we're going to have a new hero, which comes down mm -hmm. to a little bit more than two heroes a year. I'm skeptical of this being enough. And I also think... Same as Overwatch 1, is it? Roughly? Same yeah. as Overwatch 1? Yes. Cadence? Yeah, I think so. Um, by a couple of day, days off. Um, the thing is, like, I don't. Th th he I always look at how our attention cycle worked for the beta, right? Mm -hmm. Where we exploded, we want everyone to have the keys, yeah. and then we looked at the game, and we had like. We even had one new hero and then two reworks and we had a new game mode and still in three weeks everyone finished the game. We had all-time low viewerships, um, probably in terms of the player base of that. I mean, sure. it's a beta, you know, like I you can't really determine as much. Yes, um, like ranked not being there is definitely a big factor in that equation, which... Mm -hmm makes it so all the stakes of playing especially the competitive experience are just gone so that's yep. that's a fair counter assessment it will elongate the attention cycle and i also think it's not bad to actually ebb off towards the end because you need peaks and valleys in your attention you cannot just keep firing sure you know yeah 18 weeks for that is long because I also don't think, like, yes, new battle passes inject some longevity in there. Mm -hmm. um, new skins do, new maps to a degree do. It's about the heroes first and foremost, though. I think for most people it is. I think for the, like, the vast majority of people it is. But even if we are to compare, like Avril said, to the Overwatch 1 hero release model, but to zoom out from that momentarily and looking at the entire package that you get with Overwatch 2 come October 4th, the early access release. Um, could we not agree that it is still slightly improved, right? Like we're not getting it. We're getting a new rank, which may entice some people to, you know, play longer. Who knows? It depends on what that looks like. We'll get to it. Um, 
But we also get a battle pass, which I think is completely new, right? Is that not just slightly well, better than where we've been? The new part for me is that... Sorry, I mean, that's not what I want to start with. The part for me that's a major improvement is the commitment to a specific cadence so that people sure. know when things are coming. Because one, because when I True. went through, uh, Aaron Kellen went through both IG and, and GameSpot interviews and I think other places as well, like Dexerto, um, there was some discussion about the fact that part of the motivation for doing seasons and committing to a nine-week structure is that unlike Overwatch 1, where Overwatch 1 they basically like there was no real structure was there you expected a new hero roughly like oh it's about two and a bit months you know yeah. not exactly sure but you know you would look at the you look at the clock and kind of be like oh there should be new heroes sometime soon yeah. you never really knew you never really knew when content was coming like oh i, I guess like the winter wonderland event now. was around here like yeah. but, you know what does that mean is that going to be what's going to be we know there's going to be an event in skins but what else you know um yeah, like this is this is at least a very specific commitment, and that's mm. what you want to see. Because the other part of Overwatch One was eventually they just stopped doing things, and obviously we knew because they they shifted focus to Overwatch Two. Right. Um, there is, and here's another. Just if you're very vindictive in your mind, they're like, "Well, oh, but they're going to do Overwatch Three. It's like, "Well, no, that's not the expectation. Mm. The reason they're doing Overwatch Two is to redo. Unless they're going to redo the fucking financial business model again, they're going to yeah. redo. They're going to do what free to free to play. They're going to do. Is there another level of free to play that I don't know about? Like what? What else can they do here? There's no. If once you've committed to a free to play, I would actually. Here's what I. Here's what I do. If they committed to a box game, and said it's not free to play, it's a box game, then I'd be on board with you. I'd be like, you know what? You could be right. Maybe they are doing an Overwatch Three, but because they're doing a free to play game, that's a proper live service. This is it. There's no sequel. This is mm. it. This is it. There's no nothing more. Overwatch Two is going to be. That's that's all Overwatch is now. That's what free to play games are, by the way. Um, even though that being said, I think there might be a Warzone Two coming out. I don't know. I've just I've killed my own point. But generally speaking, there's not. You're not going to do a sequel for this unless your game's out of date. The only way yeah. there'd be an Overwatch Three is if like I don't know, ten years down the line, graphics on on games have improved so much that our game looks like shit then maybe you get a third game. Or maybe at least you'll just update the game graphically throughout time. I don't know. So what I'm coming back down to is like, yeah, like now we have a full commitment on content cycles that we never had in Overwatch 1. That's huge for the game because player confidence in like whether your game is supported or not is a big factor in whether people are going to be drawn to your game or whether they want to play or not. That's why people went over to other games because other games had content coming out all the time and Overwatch was just a wasteland of no content. And now we're guaranteed content every nine weeks yeah. as well as regular updates in terms of uh hero balance so yeah Yiska? is that enough yeah i think uh, i said my piece in terms of like the the content schedule i i do begree here here's the thing right Asking more isn't fair, because I absolutely agree, if you look at an Overwatch hero, it just has way more replay value than, like, comparable sure. games, yep. right? Like, there's so much more unique around this, and, like, there's much more effort. Also, like, you gotta think, they're creating stories that likely will eventually, they will try to finagle into a 
Netflix deal or something like that. So you got to have some depth there that Apex mm -hmm. probably can just disregard. Right? Like the interwoven overall storytelling has different demands. Mm. Yep. Um, the 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 gun mechanics are completely different. Like all of that is is completely fine, and I completely understand why this uh, can't or isn't the same effort. And I got one more. I, I I will also say like. If you guys have followed this podcast, you guys know that it's not my opinion that we need constant novelty injections. If it was up to me, we'd be playing one game, one comp only, and would just like watch people get better at that comp, and I'd be completely satisfied. Counter Strike. I'd, I'd yeah. play my like I'd play Anna ranked until the cows come home. I wouldn't mm. care. This is not about me though. This is about what I perceive to be like the appetite of novelty and the competition we're facing and I have my doubts that we're fast enough. Now there's they are the, not only the ranked aspect but also like once men, momentum is built up and there being like some residual goodwill of people just coming back eventually mm. I think it's fair to say that it won't ebb off as hard or drop off as hard of a cliff as Beta did after three weeks. Yeah. I think you can extend that. I just worry. I, I don't see it becoming, like based on the content we, that we have pre-PVE, I don't see it becoming a reg regular staple on Twitch uh, after, let's really? say, the first three or four weeks. Yeah, I was going to say the novelty is definitely going to be there. And mm -hmm. then you have another new hero in, in season two straight away to tide you over for 2023 when PvE starts. Yeah. So that, that to me is plenty of novelty to get you over to 2023. We'll see. Here's one thing. Here's one thing that we didn't talk about yet is how is PvE release cadence factored into this? True. Because would it change your mind if I said that the seasons where you don't get a new hero, you got new PvE content, would that do enough? Because that's a serious consideration you have to put into place. Because they did also say that PvE experiences will be updated through the different seasons as well. So my initial thought, if I was to be extremely strategic, and I'm on the marketing or commercial team, I work for John Spector now, what is, or I am John Spector, what is a good solution to balancing out the seasons uh, in terms of content? Or if you're going to commit to a new hero every other season, then in between I'm doing a fucking PvE drop, aren't I? Mm. 18 weeks, new PvE drop. That makes sense to me. Yeah. That would actually, and to me, that would mean that every season has something significant, personally. Because I do care about, some people don't, I do care about it. I, I, I will be playing the PvE and I do enjoy that kind of stuff. So how does that change the landscape once PvE is factored into the seasons? I think it definitely increases it, right? I think it has to. I think... I think I'd be lying if I said that I didn't believe that the PvE experiences won't give you skins or gun charms or sprays that people are going to be chasing after, right? Um, I think people are interested to get into the... And that again, the rewards are for the people, I think, that aren't necessarily interested in the lore, the story of things. But there, we've we've talked about this ad nauseum when it comes to, like, the other half of this Overwatch community that is like frothing at the mouth to get their hands, their their grubby little paws on 
what this game m says more about, if that makes sense. Like the, the story of the game, the lore, they, they want to get into the nitty gritties of these, these characters and their backstories. Like it is, it is so you can't, you can't talk about overwatch and not um, bring up the stories and the lore and all this stuff. Like people really, really want it. So it's, I think it, it kind of has to. Here's what um it has to. Gonna, I'm gonna make a fucking prayer here. I'm gonna make a really yeah. big boy prediction here. February seventh, which is slated to be the date of season three, mm -hmm. aligns perfectly with how they wanted. They say PVE begins season 2023. Now, if they do not drop PVE on that date, they're gonna have to be dropping it nine weeks after February, which to me wouldn't be acceptable at that point. You're talking like what April even leaning into May for season four, it's too far away. Mm. If you're saying it's going to be 2023, my expectation is first quarter. And the timing perfectly lines up that you get one new hero in season two, season three will skip a hero, season four will get a hero. So what are you getting in season three on February the 7th? PVE PV, content. Your first taste, yeah. Yeah. Could be. That's my big boy prediction that you're going to see PVE on February the 7th. Yeah, not impossible. Certainly not impossible. I'm at that. Even though I think it will be later, but it, now that they sort of said that they are really? also bring... how much later? Yeah, what the fuck, you're already two months into well the next year. They, how much later? Are we talking like they they talked about how they now will be splitting it up. Like you're not getting all the campaigns or a vo fat volume. So yeah, an earlier release is possible. Um. But yeah, doesn't that just add to my point? Doesn't that just build on my point further that yes, you're going to get every other week, every other season? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure what the volume will eventually look like. Because, like, from, from my intuitions on the things I've heard, if they had dropped all of it, as in, like, a full game worth of PvE content that's worth, like, 40 bucks or whatever, it's more end of 20, uh, 2023. Now sure. that we have compartmentalized more, or, like, broken it down more, and we're probably, like... I think there's there's going to be a healthier chunk of content ready. Um, I'm not sure if you're getting like your like as much replay value out of that initially as most people would expect. Uh will heavily depend on what it is. If it is just like you know, a storm rising. Mm -hmm. Uh kind of thing you just get the you just get one oh, you yeah. just get retribution you know no no it's way more enough. yeah it's way more so here's the thing is this because there's two things that they had announced for pv it was um it was the campaign missions and then it was the replayable hero missions yeah. uh where you just go to random maps like ilios and even paris and shit and you just played missions right what do those missions look like uh, defend the territory and pick up uh, pick up the MacGuffin. And drop it off at the location, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, level up your character. My expectation for the first PVE drop will be the the hero mode with one or the first campaign or first two campaign missions, even. Now, I think it would be a heavy financial mistake or just a heavy strategic mistake to drop all the PVE in one go. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I have to lean on the side of the company here and I have to put on my suit and be a company man, you know. Um, Borpa business as I say that I actually think they should I think the decision 
to release the PvE over the different seasons is the correct decision for a free-to-play game. Because now what you're doing is you're front, you are not, instead of, if you front-loaded and just dropped everything, you'd be shooting yourself in the fucking foot for future seasons, because never again will you ever be able to reap to match that level of content yeah. drop, ever. So every future PvE release will look like shit in comparison, first and foremost. Second of all, it puts a major strain on development time in that, cool, now you have to make sure that the next thing's available in 18 weeks, and if you miss that date, you're fucked. Whereas now, they have given themselves plenty of fat to chew through in terms of, okay, we have enough, let's say hypothetically, we have enough PvE content for five seasons, which spread that across Cadence over two, you know, every other season means you have mm. content for 10 seasons, actually. Well, let's even say eight. Let's just say eight. Um, PvE content, by the way, is even more intensive and takes longer to make than a new hero. Oh, a sure. lot longer. If you look at PvE games, World of Warcraft, Destiny 2, the amount of time it takes to create meaningful and good PvE content is so long and then the the speed at which players get through it is so fucking fast yes. that you can never keep up you will you will spend a year making pve content that the playbase gets through in a week mm-hmm. that's not because you've done fuck all in a year that's just because people that are hardcore in the game will fly through your shit yep. and, and because you quality matters here guys it's not just about like a length of time to play through the pve content it's like how mm-hmm. good does it look and that th- that takes time you know writing voice lines all that kind of stuff everything takes time so like yeah giving yourself a good buffer is really important and so that means they're 10 seasons or eight seasons ahead however much pv content they have that they're banking up they have mm-hmm. that much buffer to work with to continue developing so that they don't catch up to themselves because yep. the release is like the anime trying to catch up to the fucking manga is yes. what it is yes and if you catch up to the manga you're fucked you cannot catch up to the manga you must always be ahead of that at all times is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. So while some people may view that as scummy, I don't give a shit. That's strategic, and that's that's, how, that's what's got to be. Because the alternative is they drop everything, and then they fail to deliver 18 weeks later because it takes because it's yeah. too hard. That's it, the alternative. People say, and this is like a common occurrence in um, other games as well, uh, like literally verbatim conversations, arguments that I've had with you know normie friends of mine um, regarding Fucking content normies. content drops like this, where it's like. If you're given everything all at once, you chew it up and you spit it out and you ask for more. But if you're given like a steady drip feed of like interesting novelty here and there, you know, hero and then like a PVE chapter and then maybe not even a chapter. When I say chapter, I mean like multiple different kinds of missions and additions to the talent trees, whatever, like anything you can think about PVE, imagine it, but just in a smaller bite size scale. Every other nine weeks, we get something interesting to kind of come back to with Overwatch 2 and play. Um, if, if you're of the camp that you would have rather waited until December of 2023 to play all of the Overwatch 2 missions, you could still do that, right? By the, by December, you can come in and you can play all the backlog stuff that you've, you've been missing out on, um, while everybody enjoys a, a, a steady release of content, right? Like you can still have it your way. You just have to choose not to play it, which obviously is very difficult because this is enticing. People want to come back to this. People want to play this. There's a reason why you drip feed people their stuff. Depends on how it's done. Agreed. I think <laughs> the execution here matters, but like the the principle is you want to play the game. You're incentivized it's, to play the game. There's something new every month. 
logistics. That's the word I'll use. It's just logistics. People will, for some reason, again, if you're very vindictive, your mind will go towards what is the worst possible interpretation, and that would be greed. Oh, Blizzard are holding it back because they're greedy. That's the interpretation that a vindictive vindictive person Mm -hmm. will go towards. When the truth is, the Harlan's razor of this is, it's just logistics. What I mean by that is basically what I already said, but to expand on it further, it means that like they're not trying to be greedy by staggering it out. They just don't want to be over... Because it's, this shit takes time. They don't want to be overwhelmed. This shit takes time. Making good PV content takes a lot of fucking time. It is... That's why when I heard they're doing PV, I'm like, bro, that's a lot of work. Yeah. Because I've played PVE games. I know how long... I know how much work goes into PVE. It, it is a battle to try and get PVE content out, especially when people consume it so fast. Mm. Um, so it's like, yeah, like you can't... You cannot drop everything at once. Now, if it was a box copy, this is here's, here's the thing. If we were playing not a free to play, and this is where like I'll I'll meet you halfway, I'll concede. Had we had a box copy of Obish 2, you probably would get all the PV content in yeah. one go. You kind of have like, to. You're paying for. Right. And then extent. you would get you would get like a quote unquote sequel. The other problem is now the really vindictive people coming like, oh, it's not a sequel because your, your PVE is not even coming all at once anymore. It's like true, but at the same time, it's like. This is the only sustainable way to do I care about sustainability. At the end of the day, I care about sustainability. And sustainability looks like giving yourself enough leeway, enough room to freely make content and spend quality time on that while understanding you have, you have, you have enough of a safety net and fat in the middle to play with mm-hmm. so that you're dropping things every 18 weeks for, con- for PVE while you know knowing that you're not being rushed. Because if you dropped everything, you had nothing left to bank. Now it's like you have to make it within 18 weeks or you're fucked. And that's a restriction that would be extremely damaging. Mm -hmm. So don't assume greed because it's not. It's Mm -hmm. just logistics because it takes a long ass time to make good PVE content. And if you're a responsible developer, you are not putting the kind of pressure on your team to deliver every 18 weeks. You're working on it on on whatever pace makes sense. And your, by the way, your delivery schedule mm-hmm. is also based on your ability to make things at whatever speed. And if you want to see faster development, Blizzard need to increase their Overwatch team size, which they only can do and justify if the game is making money in the first place as well. So, yep, yep all you weebs out there, just get ready. You know, we're going to have, you know, Attack on Titan Sundays just with Overwatch, and it's going to be a little bit longer, right? We all come together. We all come together on the big release days when the movies come out, when the, you know, the anime gets released. It's, it's drip fed to you. Episodes, you know, those studios are holding on to multiple seasons, working on the third season while they're drip dripping you the first season. This is, it works. The biggest, you know, machines, media machines in the world do this. I understand that like gaming is a a weird sector because it makes it's, it's tied to making money and you know, you can draw nefarious terms from that. Like you've been saying Avril, but this isn't, this isn't new. This is something that we all consume. We all participate in, in daily life. And if you don't either you're a liar or you are the 1%. Congratulations. You are the anomaly in the world, but this isn't new and everybody loves it. Everybody enjoys coming in and, and having something to do come December 6th. Like I know what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be trying out this new tank hero, yeah. you know, February 7th, whenever nine weeks is, I'm not going to do math on the podcast. 
you know, I'm going to have something else to do, right? Like I can set those dates. It's, it's, it's streamlined for me. And if there's something else that catches my attention in the meantime, fine. But I know that I can just, come back uh, and watch too. I just think it's a little dishonest to always assume evil intent. Like that's exactly. just a weird position to have. Yeah. Like if you're always assuming evil intent, like what, yeah. what, what, what are you doing in life? Like what, what is your, I'm sorry. I feel what, bad what for you because you're terminally upset. Yeah. What's your outlook on life? If you're always assuming evil intent at all times, it's like, yeah. it's, it's rough, dude. You got to, Look after yourself, please. Mm. Be nice. Be nice to people. Uh, You're just shooting at me, right? right. Mm. I'm listening to your advice. It's not hitting. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I don't follow it either. I don't follow it either. Yeah. Uh, yeah moving uh, on, or did you did you have anything else on that? No, no. I, I think uh, what you said made perfect sense. All right. Mm. Um, beta two. Let's call it beta 2 before we talk about heroes. Let's call it beta 2. June 28th. PC and console. So very important uh, note. That, is that important. it will actually be including console. Yeah. Which is yep. a big criticism of the first one. Yep. Junker Queen's going to be in there. Um, they're actually including the new hero look. So this was strangely missing from the first beta. Mm -hmm. But the new Overwatch 2 hero designs uh, aesthetics was not included. And that apparently will now be included as announced. A new map, Rio, a.k.a. Paraiso. I did look up how to pronounce that properly, which is a hybrid map. And then obviously it's 5-5 here, reworks pushing more. Mm -hmm. um, another important thing to note about this next beta is that uh, you don't retain beta access from beta 1. So if you had beta 1 access, that is now lost, and you have to regain access to beta 2. However, the one caveat is that Beta 2 access is far easier to get into mm. in a couple of different ways. Now, I'll address <laughs> the quote-unquote greedy way first. If you buy the Watchpoint pack, you'll get it. Or, if you don't want to buy it because you don't have to, because again, this shit is optional, so I'm getting really annoyed at the people that uh, keep talking about these things like you, this Blizzard are fucking tying you, rope tying you and holding a gun to your head and forcing you to buy things. No one's forcing you to buy shit. Stop complaining. Don't fucking buy it if you don't want to. You can get the beta just by opting in. Yeah. It's the same beta website. You go to the Blizzard uh, Overwatch 2 beta opt-in webpage, which I think is just playoverwatch.com mm -hmm. slash en dash us slash beta. That's for the English version of the website. Request beta access. I think the difference between this and last time is that everyone will get better access, as far as I'm aware. Now, you can't don't quote me directly on that because there's a, there's a tiny chance I'm wrong, but as far as I'm aware, based on what I know, mm -hmm. it is 100% guaranteed access if you opt-in. It doesn't mean you'll get it right away because better access will be handed out in waves. Sure. You should be on one of the waves if you opt in. So everyone will get it. You don't have to buy the Watchpoint pack. Mm -hmm. You just got to sign up. You're going to get in. That's it. Yep. And waves are smart, right? Like they just provide you with a constant player base yeah. throughout the entirety of the duration of the beta, right? Have they announced how long that is? I believe it'll be three weeks. They have not announced it, but I assume it'll be three weeks again, which is equal to the last one, because you have to look yeah. at timings. Um, what we do know, so when when is June 28th? Let me go look at my calendar. June 28th plus three weeks means uh, ends on July 19th. Game released on October the 4th. There's about another three-week window yeah. between August and September that they can do a third beta. beta I believe there will be a third beta. The whole point of the beta phases is we knew there were going to be definitely more than one. I believe the number is three. Yeah. So it'll be a third beta phase. I would not be surprised 
if the third beta phase included the new support the new hero, hero, the third hero. So, similar to how Junker Queen's in this one, mm-hmm. the new support hero should be in the third beta, and then the game releases in October. That, sh- that I believe, is the timeline. So, yeah. unfortunately, the beta will go down again. Sage, yeah. I know. But... Yeah. That's probably my only gripe in all of this is that. Oh, sorry. I, and there's no ranked. There's also no ranked. So you sure. can add that to your list of gripes, but there's no ranked. I feel like the ranked, like knowing now that ranked is being like heavily overhauled, there's more tools. They're they're giving you more access to the game and improvement metrics. I'm I'm more charitable to that. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I get it. Like, pros are like, I don't want to play quick play. I get it. 100%. Like, we do need it. Um, but I think you can give them a little bit more grace because they are doing more to overhaul the ranked experience to improve the information that you're getting. I, I don't know. Real quick, I'm, more real quick. I'm pretty yeah. sure the quick play will have ranked rules. That's important. That's fantastic. That's I'm pretty sure. Love that. Again, that's, don't quote me on that, but I'm like 90% sure the quick sure. play better will have ranked rules. Uh, yeah. I hope that's the case. I, I really, really do. Um, because there's nothing worse than just like queuing in with your friends and just being like, oh boy, howdy, that was a great Dorado attack. I sure hope to... What are we going to do on defense? Oh, and then we lost, right? Like, it's just like, oh, shit. Like, it's just one side. Like, yes. it's just not Overwatch. I don't know. Yeah. It's such a weird, it's it's such a divorced experience in Quick Play that yeah. it's, it, it almost turns me off, but I know that I'm not, I'm not that audience. However, um, yeah, oh. I think that's my big thing with the betas is like, I wish, I wish we had something consistent to play because I'm not, and I feel like I speak for most people. I'm not really all that interested in playing Overwatch one anymore. Like, I wish I just no, had like no. an older client. One quick thing before Yiska jumps in, I'll get you to come in next, Yiska. Yeah. There, I believe Beta three will have another new map because if I'm reading the okay. trends correctly, yeah, we're getting a new map for Beta two and new hero. I, I'm, I heavily suspect. I get this is not insider info. I legitimately have not been told this, but I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just using my brain power here. I heavily suspect that Beta three will have a new map and a new hero. The new hero being the third support hero that they said is existing, but they won't, that no details are announced. Um, but we do know, if you watch the uh, reveal, the 40-minute reveal thing, the video, there was a Portugal map in there. True. Yeah, I saw that, right? Portugal yeah. map in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I believe, based on the very limited amount of screenshots and tiny video footage, mm-hmm. looks to me like a push map. Not only that, but it makes this most sense to be push map because we've only got fucking two of them. We only have two. Yeah. We only have fucking two push maps. So I believe it will be a Portuguese push map in the beta three with a new hero. Probably. Okay, now with. Is it going to be in beta three or beta two? Beta three. Okay. Beta three. What do you mean? We're what coming you... into beta two. I've already told is, you all the info is, about yeah, beta two. No, no. Beta two. I, I meant the new map. Um, as in, like, because it feels weird that we're, like, getting in, you know anything else in the next beta phase that isn't a push map when clearly need a new push map you know we have we have Pato Iso in in this one which is a hybrid and then it should yeah. be portugal map in right three which is a push okay yeah that makes with sense. the support heroes yeah that makes sense so how do you feel about so now you get you see you coming now how do you feel about beta 2 and you can even comment on speculative beta 3 if you want as well mm. um i mean it, it makes sense to me that we will have the, the i think they want to try it trial uh as many heroes as possible before the launch um considering like i guess like our three new heroes that are called for season one is sojourn um 
Junker Queen. Junker Queen, and then whatever Fox Hero like, is. Like right? Kind of Zaka Fox Hero, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it makes sense to try that hero first. Um, sure. So I would expect, like, just inferring that it would probably be part of uh, Beta 3. Once again, I'm not a huge fan of taking it down. I'm a fan of ranked mode. It's very important to get that in there. Um, I wonder, would it, have, would it have been cheap to just like only have Overwatch League qualify for watching and uh, for playing beta? As in like the acquisition? It would be. No, I think the general public would be really, that would be really rough on the general public. Yeah, I think you want to make it as easy to get into this beta as possible, which is why it's just fully open sign up that everyone will get it. Uh, with okay, if if Blizzard wanted to be really tactical about this, they should definitely not tell everyone that it's an hundred percent hundred percent guarantee to get yes. in. Um, yeah. and then they can then say, oh, you can watch the Overwatch League to get in too. Oh, you can exactly. you can buy the Watchpoint pack to get in. Yeah, you have to actively um, try to not get in. But but. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I I feel like the more restrictions they put on how to get into the beta, the more potentially scummy it looks. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm and I'm all for just like you know letting people because at this point I'm like fuck it, just let people play because I you know I don't care about trying to have it really exclusive. It's like at this point, Overwatch needs to start building up some goodwill instead of yeah. like trying to I don't know scalp of this shit as hard as possible you know yeah. what i'm saying i mean it is about server capacity most likely right like yeah the fact I that they so. can't just say yeah here's your launcher and go play <sighs> you know um yeah. yeah i think three week windows okay i don't i don't hate that um might might same as last time might suck a little for those that get in in like one of the later waves where you only might have like a week to play this. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Overall, I think, um, yeah, it's just like, apparently I how just it's gotta be. For for for, and I understand like the fact that the beta is gonna go down again is not cool, yeah. and a lot of people don't want that because they want to just keep playing the beta. I get it, but when you and this comes back to your interview question to Stylosa, by the way, because you talked to Stylosa about this yesterday, about like, you know, why would they bring the beta down? Is there a charitable explanation? Um, there's actually a couple of things in there. I, I believe there's a technical reason that they can't keep it up because they are on a very aggressive timeline for release and putting any sort of resource, development resource, to keep the beta up. Because here's the other thing is, like, as far as I'm aware, they can't keep the beta up and just like have it there existing because like you know people would expect there to be more balance updates more more changes things to happen during the beta right otherwise the beta just exists and they just leave it there i think some people would be like well you yeah, why not just leave it they just fucking leave it there and to that i'm like well i don't have a good answer for you maybe maybe you're right yeah. but as far as i'm aware like um we know we now know that ranked is being completely reworked, so that's part of the reason why it's not in these betas. And I just don't think the ranked is ready. And second of all, um, in terms of leaving the beta up, like it would take development resources to keep it up and keep it active and and, and do things there. And and you know, uh, and they are so hands on deck from what I'm uh, what I'm aware of that they can't actually do that. 
Like they are so hands on deck that even the difference in days of like, you know, matters. So mm-hmm. to to reach that October fourth deadline, they literally can't, you know, <laughs> divert resources anywhere else. They they've already pulled themselves as thin as possible. Yeah. Um. And actually, there were different. There were there. This is quite interesting. There were different potential release dates. Obviously, I mean that's an obvious statement. Well, obviously, there were going to be different release dates. Mm. Uh, but in terms of options, this October fourth option is supposedly the most aggressive yeah. date possible that they could reach towards, and they actually opted for this one. So, props to the team. Like, mad yes. fucking respect to Team Four that they that they said, okay, what is feasibly the most aggressive release date we can go for October fourth? Mm. Fuck it, that's the one we're doing. Like, that's hardcore. Mad respect. Yeah. I hope it, it, it is hardcore so as well because I think I, I 100% this will help Overwatch because that that is the date that I know I, everybody knows that they can come on they can play Overwatch two for the end the foreseeable future right I won't yeah I mean Overwatch Infinity, League right yeah oh I mean oh yeah the fact, it gets, the fact that it releases before Overwatch League finishes is fucking it's huge. great yeah. that's gigantic like yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Then, then you open up all kinds of creative possibilities where it's like, oh, you know, you you went to the Overwatch League Grand Finals. Here, here's some like Overwatch Two access. Not, not, not. Okay, let me correct myself. Not access, but like access to like exclusive skins for the Overwatch League or you know gun buddies for the Overwatch League. Like, there's now you have the floodgates are open to all kinds of you know marketing possibilities for you know the esports side of things, which is again one of those bridges that we keep you know. Every so often we return to, of you know, converting the casual player base into to viewers, into fans, right? Um, and I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, Overwatch 2, good. Um, oh, I know what I was talking about. Um, Blizzard has been very slow in development for the longest time. Since I was a kid, they have always, like, it always felt like they were resting on when it's done, it's done. When it's polished, it will be released. And this is actively the opposite, right? They're moving in a more modern direction in terms of game development. They're pushing aggressive, you know, deadlines. It may be difficult to get up to steam with modern uh, game design in terms of like the volume maybe initially, but I think this is a good message for the future in terms of like a meta discussion that like at least Overwatch in terms of Activision Blizzard is understanding that the community does want more aggressive deadlines they they have to get these games out a little bit quicker than they you know used to um and october 4th you know everything that avril's been saying feels like a, a, an adoption of that that ideology right aggressive we have to get a quick out we you know we can fix it later it doesn't have to be insanely polished they just want more but it will be insanely polished i think like oh i, I agree when i, I, I said that when i said that d that date is being the 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 most aggressive one that they can opt for that in, that includes having a level of polish and you know sure. completion to the content that they can feasibly release and say this is their intended game right but, but, okay let me rephrase it without compromising on a quality standard exactly so the most aggressive release date they can opt for without compromising on quality mm-hmm. Agreed. I'm sure they've compromised. They've obviously compromised because they can't get PVE out. So they're yeah. compromising features, but com- they they won't be compromising quality. Is what I can tell you. I think I think that's the word that I would I would urge people to rest their head on is is compromise. Right? It's there have been compromises made. This seems like a new direction that that at least Overwatch is going in and, and is the correct direction to go in. 
And I will be annoyed that, you know, Dunkey and all his normie followers will come to the game because inevitably they will do. And they'll still say it's Overwatch 1.1. Yeah, because because like when you're not gonna get the PV drops and all that kind what of stuff anymore. But it's just like, bro, yeah. this is a free to play game. It's like it's just it's just not the point. Like that's just not what the game is anymore. You can't you can't have it both ways. You really cannot. Like the game overall, when it has all its features, is definitely worthy of watching. The fact that the game is just completely the delivery system of the game and and how it all functions is so completely different that I'm now fully on board with the Overwatch 2 idea. And it sounds like I've been on board the entire time, but I, you have to understand, I'm also a pretty damn big fucking critic when it comes down to it. <clears throat> and, you know, it did look like a DLC for the longest time, but the fact that it is, like, free-to-play, PvP is actually different enough. It's actually a, a, enough of a different experience that I would qualify that as, like, a brand-new experience in, in many mm. ways. Uh, that on top of, okay, the new content is what it is. We were probably going to get that anyway, but here it is. But then, like, you know, having having the free-to-play stuff with the different delivery systems, the different monetization, and the commitment to seasonal updates, all that kind of stuff, like, that, to me, all put together is enough. And then when you get yeah. PvE in, in what I believe is going to be February the 7th, yeah, like, put that all together, that's enough for me. But, obviously, on day one, on December 4th, Dunk is going to come in and try and shit on the game again. It's like, I get it, yeah. but it's just something we have to get over, place. you know? Yeah. Because you can't have it both ways, because otherwise we wait until whatever time in 2023 yeah. and a box copy of Overwatch 2 launches, yeah. and then three years later it dies because box copies can't fucking survive yeah. in, a, in a live service environment, so. Yep. Nah, I ain't about that. No thanks. No. This is, this is, a, this is the right direction. I, w I mean, not to jump ahead, but um, yeah. Beta-wise, it's a bullet we're gonna have to bite. Logistically, it sounds like there's not a good way to keep it up. Um, excited to, you know, try Junker Queen. I don't know if maybe that's where we're headed next, but um, yeah. It is. Or rather, they could keep the beta up indefinitely, but that would impact sure. the, release, the release window, is, yeah, the launch window. It would impact the launch window, and I think I'd rather have the yeah. launch window intact. Agreed. So, uh, Agreed. anyway, let's talk about the new here. Let's talk about uh, what that's all about. Junker Queen. What have we seen so far, by the way? We've sh we've seen the cinematic. We've seen some of her abilities in action. I believe all of them. I think they've talked about all of them. I don't know that Let's we have talk about this. Let's talk about this. Okay. There was a leak from Feifei, and Feifei leaked it from somebody else. Sure. Uh, and this Junker Queen ability set Very was leaked by Feifei a long-ass time ago. Mm -hmm. Multiple months ago, two months, three so, months. I'm actually going to bring that up. Uh, I think there is one discrepancy, or like a, a odd wording in his leak that like may have been changed into the development cycle since then. But everything else pretty much is like spot on. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, like when you look at what that leak was, yeah. and its abilities outlined, and then you look at the gameplay footage, the limited gameplay footage that we have, it's like holy mm -hmm. shit. Kind of fucking accurate. So, so, thoughts on Junk Queen so far? Her design: she's a tank, an aggressive tank, no shields. She runs in and fights yeah. people. I think people are going to be. I think people are going to have a lot of fun with her. Um, obviously, a lot of our fans, you know, more competitively minded. Um, 
on the competitive side or maybe even on the pro scale, I think it's going to come down to the numbers. Um, she feels like another hero that's going to be a little bit difficult to get right. Um, but I'm kind of here for, you know, I've, I've hemmed and hawed uh, in the past on like, oh, should we should we push development in terms of like card game push, like where you develop something that's a little bit more aggressive to get people to play it, and get people excited. Um, so should Junker Queen be pushed? Yeah, I'm kind of here for it. It, it, it's just, it seems like it feels like 5v5 is very dictated by what the tanks do, how they play their their kind of style of play. And Junker Queen is fun. I think for the casual audience, that's fun to see. It's the new hero, um, and it should develop into a, a pretty interesting meta game. So I'm I'm kind of here for a Junker Queen meta, come uh, summer showdown, I guess, for the Overwatch League. Uh, looks fun, has some pretty hype moments. You can like pull people in. The alt seems like a a pretty big one to to heal yourself and do a lot of damage, and it does like anti healing right. and stuff. Like yeah, I'm I'm kind of here for it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think um, generally speaking, we've been on a good tra tra trajectory of really fun heroes for a hot minute, right? You can't say, like, the last boring hero, of, if I'm not mistaken, was Orisa. Mm, yeah, like OG Orisa, probably. Yeah. Um, Sigma was hype. People love Sigma. People, Echo was I mean, like, people loved Brig. People, yeah, Echo is another one. People uh, loved Brig, did they? <laughs> people loved Brig initially, I'll say. And then they learned to hate her. Um, who else? Anybody? Wrecking Ball, that, I feel like, was hard. Would you say that Ash is maybe a little bit boring just because she's just a kind of yeah. Rudy Tooty McShooty kind of character? Yeah, maybe, maybe Moira. Oh, I think Moira conceptually is good, but now, like, yeah. The revisionist in me would say she was bad, but I think on release she seemed interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, this. But I will say, like every every new hero that's been released has been pretty well designed. Like it's just super. Like from Sigma onwards, you know the hero designs have been fucking incredible. Is Sojourn uh, 2D makes goody shooty whatever you said he uh, character? No, 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 no. Sojourn's no, no, no. way more dynamic than Ash. Yeah. Good word. Dynamic. You think so? Sliding around. Yeah. 100%. I think people really okay. like the, like, I, I the like, skill ceiling, the mobility. I feel like she is di more dynamic. I definitely agree with that. I don't think she's necessarily more compelling in terms of... You don't think so? The, I think... No, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay is just that much better in terms of feel. Yeah. Ash feels like a turret to play. You yes. sit there as a turret. You're like a fast fighter and you want to make a turret. Yeah. Sojin... You're moving around, taking high ground. You know, the railgun mechanic, as much as I think it's overpowered and does too much damage, and I don't like one-shots, I think it's a cool fucking ability, and the railgun is, you know, one of the last Quake-type, mm -hmm. you know, archetype guns that we didn't have yet. So I'm glad it's finally in the game. Okay. Well, so actually, for those reasons, I think Surgeon's well, way more well-designed. Let me, let me actually... I think you're right. I think the one thing that I will say is... To me, Sojourn's ult is very boring. Sure. I think that's a fair criticism. It's right. just more of a good thing, right? Is that like Soldier then? I mean, Soldier's yeah. more of a good thing. Yeah, that's a boring ult as well. You could, argue that, you could argue May is more of a good thing. 
Yeah. Could argue and that's that. like a very impactful ult. I guess my question to you is just like, do you, need, do you need a good ult? Do you need like a an like a fun, fun ult if your yeah. kid like gives it to you? And yeah. it's a good ult. I think it's I a great. It, ult. I think it's a. I think it's a f a good ult. It just gives you more of the same, right? Like Avril saying, like it's, no, but it's like it's it it's but it's one of the most mechanically difficult ults to sure. do. It's not like a fucking dragon strike. You just shoot it and fucking say yeah. wave it goodbye. You know, you actually have to the the railgun has been a point of contention because mm -hmm. it's been nerfed and now buffed and we're trying to find the right place for it uh and it's super rewarding but so hard to use as well and it basically the ultimate just allows you to use the strongest part of her kit repeatedly for a set period of time and i get where yisk is coming from maybe that is kind of it is kind of boring but at the same time i don't know to me it's perfectly fine i i, I think it's maybe maybe i'm biased because i enjoy and i think i i really revel Revel like mechanically important, like mechanically rewarding ultimates, mm -hmm. sure. where it's not just like let me send out a dragon and wave it goodbye. It's like no, you you have to do. If you don't do shit with his ultimate, you don't like. For example, dra dragon strike. I mean, if you want it to be like really basic about it, but like, yeah, you just slash the sword and do big damage. But like, yeah. to actually succeed on dragon strike is fucking hard. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be a good player, right? So mechanically rewarding ultimates like that are huge in my opinion. I love that. It is just very different from how the rest of the kit plays, right? Like, not suddenly you're like dealing damage in melee. Um, like you have oh, guess, okay for dragon blade. Yes, okay. I see. What you're I mean, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. let's be honest. Genji's kind of a melee esque hero to start with. He should, yeah, yeah. But the effective ranges do change, right? Um, yeah, I feel yeah. like the I don't know the feeling of dragon blade is sort of different like you don't have to be very accurate with your aim in those moments while you definitely have to with left click or right click ideally mm. um yeah i don't know i feel like and the kill pressure of blade is just so much higher um sure. which is also true is for it, soldiers i would say that i would say that i was going to say i would say that overclock is extremely high kill threat and can I would actually say it's got higher kill threat because the prerequisites to getting the kill is just far lower. Just fucking shoot the people. Yeah. Whereas Dragonblade, you know his range decreases the melee, so there's a lot more counterplay there. For Overclock, she just kills you. I feel like it should have just uh, done something different with the, with the ultimate. I'm not sure what it could have done. Um... I mean, maybe it overclocks everything or something, or, you know, it could have been our EX ability type of modifier or whatever. Um, I don't know, maybe it also augments how the shift works, how the uh, ball works during while it's up. Like you're just, like, overclocking the entire system of her suit. Mm -hmm. And maybe don't charge rail as quickly, but maybe there's other stuff you could have done, and that would have felt more unique. Um... I would say, though, like, for instance, this feels like Sinchdol to me. Does that make sense? It does, but that's where I, I look at the rest of the Singed cast. Singed is like, the worst ultimate in League of Legends. It is. It's a in terms of fun, ghost, but yeah. it, it amplifies the rest of the kit. And I think having those facilitating alts are fine, just not at volume. Right, like it's fine to have a, a a sojournal. It's fine to have a tack visor, right? Just something that's just more of the same. Maybe facilitates the skill disparity or some way, or maybe raises the skill ceiling in terms of overclock. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's fine to have some of those. It's just not 
all of them, right? Like, this is fine. Uh, I don't know. I, I it's just yeah, it's it just okay. Little, I, I think yeah. it's just fine. Like, it's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I, I'll admit it's not the most creative ultimate, but it, no. it's it doesn't need to be. I don't. I don't. I don't see the problem with it either because yeah. fuck, it's better than Riptire. Fuck me, like sure. Well, I, more don't I don't know. Like it's. <laughs> There's some boring ass ultimate out there. There's some boring ass ultimates sure, in there. Like, sure, Dead Eyes fucking like gone are the days of 2016 where IDDQD is flanking on King's A and you know gets a 4K with Dead Eye, right? Like it's Cassie's alt isn't great, guys. Like it's pretty dull. Like it's a like glorified rock, rocket barrage. Like come yeah, on, like really? it's it's a little dated. But then you look at Junker Queen, and that's I mean, is that not like? Let's talk about what she does. Yeah, I found the leak. Uh, and when I went to the thread, the first thing I see in the thread is an edit that says disclaimer. Yeah. This leak was confirmed, lol. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, and yeah, it is it is kind of confirmed because what you see here is like the scatter gun, her gun. Yeah. The icon for that in the leak is exactly what the gun actually looks like. Yeah. And this leak is two months old. Um, so it's a shotgun. We saw it plenty in the um cinematics, she shoots it, whatever. She's got this dagger as well, and it says that uh, the the dagger, the the knife. And we can make some crocodile Dundee references here about no, uh, about this being a knife. Um, it has a bleeding effect on it, yeah. deals damage over time, and also acts like a boomerang where you throw it and you pull it back, and if it hits an enemy, it pulls them back towards you as well. Yes. Um, and then there's also the battle cry. But it says here in the link, it buffs herself and allies, gives her 200, we can, we can, I believe it's green HP, two additional yeah, HP, and her allies 100 HP, and then a 30% speed buff as well. Yeah. Doesn't say for how long, but it's a shield plus speed. Mm-hmm. Something called Carnage, which deals damage to all enemies in front of her with a bleeding effect, so that'll be the axe that she has. She fucking swings the axe, and it just cuts people and Sounds bleeds like a cone. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the passive, which she heals equal damage to all the bleed damage. So whatever bleed damage she does, she heals that back. Um, and then Rampage, which is the... Which they actually showed in the in actual gameplay footage in the reveal, which she, like, does this spinning thing in front of her, and she just, like, flies forward. And it uh, it it does bleed damage to everybody. So whoever gets hit starts bleeding, and they also get anti-healed. Yeah. I believe this ultimate doesn't do any damage on its own. It just bleeds everybody. Right. And because you're bleeding everybody, you're fucking healing insane amounts as well. Load. Yeah. And While they're all anti-heal. Right. Yeah. Which is nuts. It'd be crazy if it did damage. Yeah. True. Well, if it did damage, she'd be. The thing about her kit already, when I look at her, is I yeah. already think, when I look at her design, I'm like, you know, there's a concept that I've had in Overwatch 1 of mm. certain tank heroes. I'm like, this is just fat DPS. While Jungle Queen officially is fat like DPS, the yeah. quintessential fat dps because when i look at her kit i'm like this could be a dps kit mm-hmm. if you told me this was a dps kit i'd believe you yeah. my, maybe minus the healing bits like forget about the self-healing and the and the uh the the, the shield stuff the rest of it i'm like that's a fucking dps kit mm-hmm. you know what that means right it means you gotta dodge like you gotta if you're a dps player now you are not playing week one of junker queen when it hits ranked you're gonna get tortured, dude. Like this is. Are you? Yeah, I mean it's Roadhog as single tank, right? Have fun. I mean, I 
I don't think it's as necessary. Like, I don't think the no, range no, 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 no. of the hook is the same. I don't think it operates the same way. Like, I think you're just talking about Roadhog being like useless. Is that what you're talking about? Like having a Roadhog contained just yeah, like shit. Yeah, like fat DPS. You know. The pro- the difference is the difference is, I still think, looking at her kit, she does a better job of engaging and taking aggro and taunting yes. enemies, taunting in the theoretical sense of like. I'm a WoW character using taunt and people have to attack me. Mm-hmm. Whereas Roadhog, because he's got zero mobility, can't do shit. He just, he's just this big fat idiot that can't do anything. Yep. Yep. Um, Junker Queen, my queen, she can <laughs> run in with Battlecry or she can ult in. Mm-hmm. And like that immediately gets aggro. You immediately trigger aggro and, and, uh, and taunt enemies by the fact that you fucking exist in their face very quickly. So I think she does a better job of tanking in a way you can look at her like a halfway between she'd okay, not even that. I think she'd be I would describe her from looking at her kit as like a Rhine that can dive. Like a very fast Rhine that can dive, but has no shield. If that makes sense. So Rhine that can instantly get in your face and then just has to live. I actually think, by the way, Anna with her will be fucking crazy because first of all, you get two anti-heals on your team. Second of all, if you buy a nade. The Jungle Queen, as she starts healing off the bleed, her heal's gonna be nuts. Fe- like, more, right? Like, fucking crazy. Yeah, she's just not gonna so, die. No. So she, 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 to me, is almost like a quintessential berserker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. barbarian. Barbarian. You know? That's a good way, yeah. Like, when I look at her kid, I'm like, this is like a Diablo-style barbarian. Yep. You run in, you have no defenses, you wield two axes, fuck a shield, you have two axes, you know? Why is the passive not called Bloodthirst? You got your chest out, no armor, you know, fuck defenses. Uh, you have six pack and abs on display, and she does yeah. have one of those. And you swing at enemies, and the more you deal damage to them, the more you heal and stay alive. This is legitimately a barbarian mm-hmm. from Diablo. It scratches that itch. I think it's in enough different game franchises and different genres that it's, it's something that people really enjoy playing. People love jumping into the fray and just causing all kinds of what? carnage and mayhem. And that's exactly, you know, you saw the everybody saw the cinematic. That's that's what she is. Can I be real? I think, she, I think she loses hard to poke. She's oh, not, sure. got no defenses yeah. unless she can like be in your face. If she gets kited at all, she's yeah. fucked. She's fucked. I look at this kid, I'm like, she literally needs. She literally can only thrive in an environment where she's constantly in your face dealing damage. Yep. And if she can't do that, and if she's ever in a position where there are no enemies in front of her and she can't gap close, and she's been kited and people are shooting her, she is fucked. Yep. Like, bro, like you know, this is the kind of hero that requires you to be able to get in. You, I think you're probably going to need a Lucio to speed boost as well, mm-hmm. or. Maybe a sim TP or something that can get you in. Yep. Um, and then, because she doesn't have exit tools, oh. like ball, I would I would describe ball in a similar manner where you you're just you you got to go in and you got to like get in the thick of it. Yeah. But then he's a hit and run character because he can get in fast, but then get out fast as well. Yep. And if you think about the shield, she drops down a two hundred shield for her. Wrecking ball drops in a way fatter shield than that, but it's the same concept, right? You're dropping in a shield. Um. Sure. I think what it is is like you need your allies. It's almost. I actually think her her gameplay is like a slower doom. So if I'm gonna, because yeah. I'm like, I describe it as like a fast Ryan, or maybe I should just describe it as a slow doom, because you get in there, 
But again, Doom has exit strategy. She doesn't. She's like a slow Doom that must commit once you're in. Yeah. And a Doom in, in Overwatch 2 currently cannot like deal enough damage on his own to consistently take down targets. Mm. Uh, unless you're playing in plat lobbies where people don't know what the fuck they're doing. But like, you know, generally speaking, you need a Tracer, you need a Genji, you need a Soldier, you need a, something that can deal damage once you've aggroed the enemies. Because Doom gets aggro very quick. She's going to get, Trunker Queen's going to get aggro quick as well. But because she can't fucking survive, the all-in gameplay is very binary. So I am a little concerned about that. I think it's a cool kit, but I'm concerned that because she can't exit combat effectively, you're going to need to pocket heal the fuck out of her. Because while the bleed is good, if she's not swinging and hitting, she's not getting bleed. If she's not getting bleed, she's not living. It's it's just another one of those like Arissa style heroes where it at least Junker Queen facilitates your team with the kind of like a, a little bit of a health shield. Um, but when you're winning, you're winning more, right? It's a very win more character. Rissa still has poke. Rissa has spear throw. A little bit, yeah. There's, there's some some different she, utility. Queen there, is nothing. But... She's got a shotgun and a knife, and the knife range doesn't look that long. No, nope. the shotgun is obviously not long range, so it's Agreed. like she has no poke. Yep. It's it's. It's a flat map hero. It's your control centers. It's your, you know, you're you're up in tight. The numbers have to be great. Um, because if they're not, then yeah, she doesn't seem also, that good. Rissa is double damage mitigation between Fortify and the Spear, th spear Spin. Sure. She's two ways to keep herself alive. Jungle Queen is one. And it's a 200 HP shield that will be instantly blown through. Sure. I mean, so. I... I I agree that Arissa has more defensives for herself. Um, I I think one of the big issues that I have with Arissa is that she doesn't facilitate her team uh, directly, right? It's all like space create. It's a little bit more. Well, I think you need a brawl. You need a fast team with brawl. I can see yes. you. You want to play a tracer with her, so you you run in, get aggro, tracer appears, you press mm -hmm. battle cry, or ideally you don't press it too early. Yeah. You press battle cry, your tracer gets 100 HP, and then you do things, mm -hmm. or rather, a Genji dives into you as well. You run in and Genji runs in, you press your battle cry, you get 200 HP, or Genji gets 100 HP and you're having yeah. fun. Yeah. That's what I think will need to happen. Mm -hmm. So she's a dive hero. I think she's a dive hero. Legit. Yep. Okay. It's uh, to stay Oops. in the fight. Yeah, yeah. Looks good. Excited to play. It'll be fun. It'll be a fun ladder hero for sure. Just like casually, like just playing around. Like she'll just be a, like a ton of fun. All kinds of stuff to do. Unless she's mega overtuned, I don't see her being played in Overwatch League Dude. or Stage Three. No, she has to be. She, she would to have be to be ultra overtuned, yeah. because her kit again means she gets wrecked by poke. And when when you have people with the kind of aim that they have in Overwatch League, she's gonna get shredded. Yeah. Yep. Any final thoughts on JQ? Yuska. JQ is that what she's called now? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to suck on the JQ. Junker Queen is long. It right. is. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, let's do JQ then. Um, no, I think it, it will be interesting. I think it's a hard uh, character to get the numbers right, but we'll see. Hmm. It's not... I, well, yes, it is, but it's also... I just think she's a very binary hero. Like, you're either winning or you're not, which sounds yeah. Yeah. stupidly generalized and simplistic, but it's like... You're either in the face and dealing bleed, or you're not. And if you're not doing that, you you die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's she doesn't have. I think I think to really round out her kit, I I would. I would really like to see her have some sort of an exit option, but I know that's hard to do because you you risk giving her too much mobility. 
Um, you know what she's like? She's like Darius from League of Legends. Yeah. You're either getting in and fucking applying bleed and hitting your cues to self heal, or you're just fucking dead weight. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's just no other way. And Darius has no mobility. You have to flash or ghost in. At least you get ghost in this game. You don't really, you know, there's nothing yeah. like that that helps you. At least, like, yeah, that's the thing about games like League of Legends. That you, you, can, you can buy the dead man's plate. You can run faster. You know, you can do things. Itemize. Item-wise, it can help you. But if you think about Darius from a no itemization, level 3 perspective, sorry, even level 6 perspective, you have all your abilities, but you have no items and nothing yeah. to help you, then that would be Junker Queen. So, yeah. Cool. Yep, yep. Fox Hero. Another leak? Hang on. Is there a leak? Yeah, so some time ago, uh, on MMO Champion, I believe it was called, um, someone revealed... Here we go, I'm going to find the link now. Yeah, it's on MMO-Champion.com. Someone... This person got banned as well for this post. It was a one-line leak. It says... It was mostly a World of Warcraft leak, but it said... Um, they'll be announcing two more new heroes, Malga, buff tank dude, door wheels, Gatling guns, and Yako, teenage ninja girl with giant shuriken and pet fox spirit. Closed beta will start in late Feb and public PV demo that is scheduled to run for two weeks in mid-March. So obviously some of that is not correct at all. Yeah. Because the, the beta did start later and there was no PVE. But the fact that this person names a fox spirit hero Mm-hmm. And then we literally see that. That's kind of wild. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. So, and that's why I, and I, I think most people um, assume that Malga is at least one of the upcoming heroes. Maybe not the next one, but you know, it's it's on I mean, a short list of people that we assume. People are saying him. people are saying he's he might be the season two hero. Is what people are saying? Could be. I mean, that makes a lot of sense for buff dude tank you know doesn't have to be you know gendered applied but you know it, it seems like a tanky hero right obviously we don't know anything about this fox hero aside from no. we saw that the blue fox thing and that's all we saw there's one extra thing the reason why i call it a support here and that i i'm has it been confirmed as a support yet okay i'll say I'll, I'll go out here and it i don't believe it has so somebody can prove me wrong i think they've skirted around the idea that fox hero is a support like they they talk about the support in the 40 minute like uh reveal event um and when they do they show her they show the fox they're like oh our new support hero incoming fox character like still of like them running across the screen like everything about what they're saying points to her being a support they haven't because outwardly said it but it, it in the trailer as well much. in the trailer as well you can see four heroes and only right. one support that's anna right. You see two DPSs, Azaria oh, and really? Anna, and no. Yeah, well, yes. yeah, you don't, yeah. You don't see the fifth hero. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that no. should be a support. That's a hundred percent. As far as I'm concerned, like this is the tea leaf reading uh, Eric did with the five v five that I then put into an article. That's confirmation. And it's a support. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it has to be because if it's not a support hero, that means we got a DPS hero, a tank hero, another DPS or tank, and then another tank. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. So it's got to be a support it's hero. It's got to be. Like, it's like, better it be. be. It better be. 
No, it has to be. It not better be. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. It must All be. All science point support. Yeah. All science point support. So, yeah. And if, if, if we're going to take the leak at, like, some sense of... Uh, I mean, if the, give the weebs what they want. If they want, like, a cute fox girl, make her some anime skins, and you're off to the races. I don't know. Make some anime skins. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... I'm... All right. I tell me it ain't going to work. We need to move on to competitive now. So we're going to talk about yeah. uh, something that wasn't really announced, but has been brought up. This will probably be one of our final segments as we've crested over two hours now. Um, every time I've said, maybe this will be a short one, I've just straight up lied. Competitive 2.0. We've hinted at this. We've left it for last. It wasn't part of the roadmap or anything. It was just something that got briefly brought up during the reveal stream. Mm-hmm. and. Um, Dexerto also released an article on it, and um, essentially, Overwatch Ranked is about to be reworked completely for Overwatch 2. When I say reworked completely, I don't mean like it's going to be that different, but there are certain differences that have been talked about that are pretty significant. First and foremost, they're getting rid of SR. No more SR. They've re- they're going to be replacing SR with tiers within the, the the ranks itself so you like standard gold diamond platinum silver whatever those will now have tiers within them like gold one gold two gold gold three but no sr um and supposedly based on what i've read here every seven wins or sorry every seven games you play your rank will update is either you've gone up or down so have i have i moved up rank tiers or have i moved down or have i just not moved anywhere so you don't know, when you finish a ranked game, you don't know what, what happened. Whether you won or lost, you don't know what happened. Mm. You will only find out what the result is seven games total later. Which means, which means you can have a bad start, but then recover it. Or, like, the only way that I think it's purely negative is if you have, like, six or seven losses within yeah. the seven games. But otherwise, it still it seems like we're probably either going to get no change or an improvement. And, and mm-hmm. I think the design goal of this is to remove, A, the granularity of the SR system, mm. and also it's to relieve some sort of, like, queuing anxiety, which is to say that, like, I think people, obviously, they get very attached to SR, and, you know, it can define your, it defines your entire ability as a player, right, mm. in some cases, and people get really anxious about that kind of stuff. Um, not seeing your SR is probably, on a mental side, a psychologically good change for the players, because now you're not focused on that. You can be focused on a ranked tier, but because that doesn't change very often, and you have to play seven games for it to change, you could have some bad games. Because here's the problem with with the current system: if you have one bad game and you lose, and you go to the next screen and you just look at your SR drop, you feel demotivated, right? You yeah. feel bad. Um, for some players, it motivates them to play the next game. For other players, they just quit. They're just like, "Fuck that! I'm done for the night." Um, whereas now you can have a bad game, but because you don't know what the impact is. It's far easier to mentally get past that at a psychological level. So I, I think this is a great change for ranked as far as like dealing with the psychological aspects. Now the further change to the rank that they mentioned, and we did see a screenshot of this during the reveal trailer as well, is they're gonna have aftermatch reports. Mm. What that means is when you finish a game, you'll be I believe there will be either a match history with an after action report or both, where you get to have detailed statistics about your performance. And the game may even tell you things like 
the areas that you did well and the areas you did poorly at to help you improve because i think that's um something was also mentioned by scott mercer yeah who uh, was the person in the video talking about it which was like currently overwatch does a really poor job of teaching you how to play the game and helping you improve at the game which is true mm-hmm. um and so the ranked now getting after action reports and match history data and all that kind of stuff will give you relevant insights onto how you can improve your game which i think is pretty cool yeah, it's something that, um, if memory serves, they did a good job with. Um, and I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised with, and here's the storm. Like, they didn't necessarily teach you how to play the game, but they, they gave you a little pat on the back every time you you did something good, right? Like, after you play a game of Kael'thas, you'd come out and be like, oh, you did, you were you were ranked within the top, you know, 10 percentile of damages, you know, damage dealt on Kael'thas. You know, great job. Like, you're, you're, you're given positive feedback when you do good things, and that's something that, I, I think maybe the original team thought the gold system was supposed to do, but it caused more toxicity than anything because of the obfuscation of what actually is happening. So now that we have system? an actual, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, did you say the metal system? Yeah, I, I assume that over the Overwatch one team assumed that the metal system was supposed to be that positive feedback loop. Right. It's just like, oh, I'm doing I'm well. I have good metal. Really. Yeah, something like that. But like having more of those sounds like a good thing. And it sounds like this, you know, automated you know, system to tell you, you know, whatever happened post-match could be um, something similar to that, this, to create a positive feedback loop to, to kind of encourage you to continue what you're doing rather than, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong or right. You know, I'm just going to keep playing. It's the um, new scoreboard and the after-action report that I think yeah. will give players good data points to lean yep. on. 100%. It's, it's a, I, I, and we've talked about this as well, and, I think a lot of people have talked about it. The obfuscation of Overwatch 1 in the stats and the scoreboard was never... It was idealistic, to say the least. Um, it caused a lot of more harm than good. Um, now we have actual, tangible uh, understanding of how we're performing. Um, and yes, much like much like cheaters, you're going to have toxic people to weaponize that, and that's not a good thing. And you can create systems to punish them appropriately for doing so. But I think the vast majority of people look at that as, as a performance metric tool for themselves, not so much um, for the other people. I think you have a lot of vocal people that, you know, attack others for, for those reasons. Uh, but I think the vast majority of people are, are silent. The silent majority of just, you know, am I doing well? Do I need to switch heroes? Where can I improve? You know, this opens up, you know, all kinds of fun stat sites like, you know, we see in other games that we can have in Overwatch and we can kind of understand um, our gameplay a little bit better. Again, more information, the better. And I think that mm-hmm. this is, again, a step in the right direction. Yes, you love this. <laughs> what, you tell from the look on what, his face. what exactly do I love? I don't know. You tell me. What, what, tell me about what the you new not ranked. Like, then? Yeah. Tell me about the new ranked system. I feel like everything that's not direct feedback is... I'm skeptical. Personally, I will hate it. Um, I think I will would want to have... Like, I think in some sense it's like this idea that, you know, you don't have instant feedback from your uh, initial rank matches, right? Like every season. Sure, yeah. But... And then the idea is, oh, well, people finish that, you know, like, because they want to see the number. They want to see the number. This is, this feels like a, 
another one of those bullshit Overwatch obfuscation, if that's the word. Um, strategies where, like, you're withholding information from people because it makes it less toxic or something? Does this, I mean... It makes it less toxic to yourself. It doesn't have any impact on anybody else. It's just it's just for your own mental. Right. And I don't want that. I want to be frustrated after a loss. And I want to be and elated. You, and you still will be. No. <laughs> of course you will. You Dude, lost. He, wants be, he wants to be tangibly frustrated. Do, do you think... You, okay, real talk. Real talk. 80% of yes. people play for the number. Not for the experience, but for the status yes. of yes. whatever that number is. Agreed. The I mean, less you show that number aware, to people... Guys, guys, as far as I'm aware, there still will be a top 500, so you're going to get some form of number if you're really, really good. No, no, that, like, that's all fine. I'm just saying, like, people want, it, you want the... the status. Yes, you want the instant fe feedback loop. Dude, yes. if I am, after seven games, look at my assign, dropped 300, I'm hitting uninstall. That's what they don't want to happen. Well, that's also, if we, you have a massive that downswing, game, that's happening. Can we address that every other game is kind of moved towards this tier system? We look at value. I, I don't hate that. I like the tier yeah, system is all fine. fine. It's about like withholding information, direct For feedback loops. Games. Yeah. Okay. Do you wish it was shorter, or do you just hate? The I mean, that's the same as the other games too. What? Do you, no, it's, well, not. it's very similar to the other games too. Where like you don't it's exactly not. know. You don't exactly know like where you are you're you're just kind of climbing i don't know but you're getting in bronze silver gold in valorant and you're just going through the different tiers yeah but you, you get lp know. right i think league of legends still does league of legends still do lp yeah you climb through your little ladder and you have like you still have your number that goes up and down. I don't think Valorant also, has LP. Pretty sure I Valorant don't believe does. Valorant does. I think that's Valorant has a right. skill rating. Valorant does have a ranked rating. They have an RR, but I, I don't yeah. know if it's public. I don't know if they tell you what your exact rating is. I don't think so. I, I don't know either, but like... You just kind of assume. I think there's there's at least arrows that uh, communicate um, movement, right? From your rank? Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah but that's like that's even worse. because it it's very like, vague. What is it that doesn't say anything? I've I've had I've talked to players where early on, especially when they're trying to reach radiant, which is the highest rank possible, mm. and they're getting all these arrows and more. They're like, I've I've won like twenty games, I've gone arrows, and nothing's happened. Like, yeah. In some ways, that's like I don't know. The arrows just yeah. You, you want as well. the number. Yeah. You want the number. You want the number as when you qualify for masters, when you qualify uh, for sure, grandmasters. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You want it immediately, like. You, I don't, I don't know that you do. I, I think on some level you do, but I'm, I'm, I think for the vast majority of players, this is an improvement because this, know. this allows people who, who get anxious about playing ranked to get into ranked. And my goal is to have more people playing ranked. I want more people okay. to be in ranked. Do the very reason we are playing games is because we've decided we're like we hate ourselves and have don't want uh, delayed gratification, but instant gratification. Now you're making me wait for my performance review like it's work? I don't know. I feel like that's that's antithetical to like general f general impulses as to why people play video games. I don't think... I think also it just makes for such a hard cutoff point for people to never look at the game again.
But anyway, I think this will increase retention in ranked rather than turn people away from ranked, which is what I, the SR system does. Yes. Um, I, 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 I think I sit somewhere in the middle because I definitely agree with Avril. I know a number of people that either get turned off by ladder anxiety um and this this goes all the way back to like starcraft two days where like they hit their they hit plat and they're like all right cool like i'm done like i i got my goal i don't want to go any higher because i don't want to lose it it's always the operative statement is i don't want to lose it oh my god like i got my i got my goal i, I can't lose it now right okay how does that help and it it helps them because it's not an immediate just like oh you lost oh my god you're going down like i can't i have to i have to quit i have to you think my losses now you think someone who feels this way plays the seventh game I think they continue playing a little bit longer. I don't know that they get to the seven, but I think they play longer, right? To that day, if we're looking at that day as, a, as an instance, I think they continue, they're more likely to continue playing if they don't see the immediate, oh my God, my rank, it's fleeting, right? It, it, and it always is so, in some ways, but it's, I, it's I, I, more, I agree with I that. I also think that. people are terrible at aggregation. Everyone will be like, huh? Wait, I lost rating, bro? Sure, yes, I agree that like people are going to be like, yeah, but I played so good. And then you look at their, their completely red match history. Which they can't, um, like, we're literally, like, neurophysiologically predisposed to forget the bad shit. Like, you're, like if, I'm, if I'm playing my seven games throughout, like, three days, let's say, I don't remember the shit games on day one that I played. I remember, like, sure. oh, dude. I went four and zero on day uh, two and three. I'm getting a fat one. The fact that I've omega fat in the first three matches, which I'm not sure if a personal performance will determine, but theoretically, like, and to be then held in, in a static position where you're not going up, I'm like, the fuck? It's interesting. I'm, I think it could be shorter. Um, I'd be I, I I'm I'm charitable to the idea. I think there the, I I agree with Avril that it could be a system right. to help people get over anxiety in that way. Wait, were you the goal is to retain players through yes. removing the negative aspects psychologically yes. rather than like you still will get like an ideally a nice dopamine hint when you finish your seven games, you see your rank go up. Um <laughs> if it goes up. Um and just reading through it again, Dexoto, I have to make one correction. Okay. Dexoto specifically writes the quote being seven wins, not seven games. Ooh. Okay. That could be a little bit more. Wait. Okay. Let me let me think. That this could be bloated a lot. It shouldn't be bloated a lot, but that could be like doubly the amount of games right that you're will assuming. be doubly the amount of games if the matchmaker does any sort of decent idea you're now looking at 14 50%. 14 games for everyone yeah yo that which is, feels which super seems like long. a lot it, and you lot. will also forget how many losses you had in there unless they give you an possibly. indicator possibly oh that's way too long no i think the game is trying to prevent you from remembering your losses maybe it should be five maybe it should be five yeah i'll I be think... i'll give you i'll concede i'll concede that yeah. and say maybe it is too long but I think the concept is fine. The number is tweakable. Agreed. I think it's it's probably more egregious than not showing a soap, uh, scoreboard. Would you hate it more if it was just an option that was default on and you could turn off? Yeah, that would be fine. Okay. Like I I don't think that we will get that, but I, I I'm no, trying I... to understand the 
what's what's There's wrong no with it for you. Fucking way you'll get that. No, I, I agree. <laughs> Again, I, I I will I disclaimer, I don't think we will get this. It's just a a thought experiment to understand where we I, go. I will like, even say this is an absolute okay, here, give me twenty percent of this idea. If you're a ranking platform that has the ability to um, track that, you're making yeah. mad traffic just by people wanting to check their ranked oh, uh, sure. changes, approximated yeah. after every game or something. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, I I assume that we'll probably get something. How would they even like track that? that? Like you're not gonna unless there's like an API. You know, no one's gonna be able to track that. It just feels. I mean, we're like, currently having match results, no. Depending on what comes from those match, think, well, the, the updated it? match history, like we could get uh, something not similar to like your actual MMR going up or down, but you'll have more detailed stats. I think there probably will be websites that I, I'm, I'm assuming again um, that will try to aggregate some of like your like a, a Spotify rap esque, you know, summation at the end of the season or like maybe a midseason breakdown or something to help you understand where you're going wrong or going right um that the game doesn't necessarily no, it tell needs you based to, on the data once again you, it needs to be immediate that's the point that's the juice okay. that's the dopamine shot mm. yeah but then, then the negative side is that like you you get the negative hit and you just don't want to play sure but i'm that's i'm experiencing i'm <laughs> i'm experiencing that worse if i'm like that event of me playing my 14 games and losing SR and feeling like mm -hmm. I got to play f like probably 14 more games in order to e even see anything move, that feels insurmountable. Emotionally, I'm uninstalling there. Sure. Yeah, it sounds like you both are just kind of opposed. Then again, like I'm, I'm taking, uh, I'm talking a little of my ass because I'm, I presume they have like great data to back it up and um, have probably like, you know, some some psych PhD sitting there or a neuroscience PhD just going, yeah, that actually could work. And there's a salient reason behind this. And we have, uh, you know, like double blind tested this shit I mean, and it's actually true. And sure. maybe I'm very wrong. It just like feels... Then again, Listen, like I, I'm not, sure that's same is true for, for This is definitely not geared for a player like you. This is definitely geared oh. towards the the more larger casual player base that doesn't want to play ranked and would rather just quick play yep. this is to try and get more people to convert from quick play to ranked which i'm all about yep. like if that's the goal i'm 100 percent behind it mm -hmm. i think we do i think another way to do that is to incentivize them right like i can't just be golden guns i think people are over the golden guns i think people right, i hope they like... delete golden guns i hope they get rid of that shit and have like you know certain seasonable sure seasonable fuck yeah ranked rewards like cosmetic ranked rewards i don't know something that's not golden Sick. guns anymore like, yeah i'm here for it like an extra like, well, additional actually, actually i'll go into i'll go in for you okay. they should uh, they should reward additional xp yes. for your battle pass and ranked yes. not by a lot like even 20 percent yep that that's incentivization enough and i would i i'd love both i don't think we're hitting both but i would love you know seasonal rewards based on some sort of ranked currency and at the end of the season, you get a fuckload of it. And maybe each win you get like a little bit and then you can spend it on like a seasonal shop. I don't know. Like they can go crazy with it. That's that's the whole point. We're in we're going in the right direction, folks. It's good stuff. So, yeah. Cool. Final thoughts. Pee. And we're going to finish final thoughts. Outro. <laughs> we're done.
We've talked about all the news. Yes. Now you get to have a really quick overall outlook on it. I think, again, I started by saying I felt pretty positive with it all. I'll end by saying I think I'm feeling pretty positive with it all. I still think there's going to be a little bit of teething pain as we get into launch, and then another small bit of teething pain as we go from launch to PvE release. Mm-hmm. But once we hit February, I'm pretty confident the game will be popping off. At least that's what my Hopium says. It doesn't even feel, does it feel like Hopium still? I feel like now that we have like a roadmap and we know like well, what the battle I cast maybe like, looks like. I feel like we're going to have a shitload of players. I feel like we're going yeah. to have we're probably going to get 15 million MAU. Probably. But then I, I know there's a lot of forces working against it because there's just a lot of like Schadenfreude about Overwatch in general. Sure, 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 sure. And like the donkeys of the world will continue trying to shit on this game as much as possible. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, on some level, we're going to get a lot of interest just because people want to see the new experience. Mm-hmm. But the, the narrative spinning from the negative PR will try its best to be like, guys, it's not a sequel. Uh, blah, 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 they're just whatever it is and so like all that kind of bullshit it's just like i don't know i wish people would just stop caring about that it's just like play if you like yeah, it focus on what you it. like if you don't don't play it yeah stop getting fucking twisted stop stop getting spun in circles like puppeteers like donkey make up your own fucking mind you know that's just what i want agreed i feel you there sure. Jessica? yeah before i just uh yeah i th- I, I hope we we get we have enough um, access velocity to just get out of this fucking cycle. I sure. hope we we just find a good narrative to ride. I hope that we never get into any situation where it's like, ah, you know, guys, we told you, you know, this in this schedule, but actually, we two we need two more weeks, barring you know any other further pandemics or something. Sure, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, this is, to me, this fits like the bare minimum of quantum cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. we, we, can't, we can't get slower. Um, yeah. I, f- I feel still that this is probably the most hopeful I've been in a hot minute. Yes. Um, I, I hope they, like, the systems they are outli- they've outlined... Unfortunately, nothing. We we have the overarching like idea of what that is, but we actually need to see the execution of these systems. We need to see what the battle pass looks like, right? What is the specific mechanics of the battle pass? Do I get buy it once, then play through the entirety, and can buy the next one? Is there a free component to it? Um, what kind of skins do we have? What kind of skins do we have in there, right? Then, like, is the new game mode fun? How many maps are you launching the new game mode with? Is it compelling in terms of, like, longevity? Maybe it's the best game mode we've had yet. We, we don't know. We need to see the contents of that. What about the new heroes? Do, can we... The, one of my big concerns, dude, is Season 2 launches, the new tank hero is here, and now we're sitting in, in DPS and tank queues for 20, 25 minutes. Sure, yeah. Right? Because everyone wants to play tank. You only have one slot. Everyone wants to play DPS anyway. What about the supports? Uh, 
See, this is where the anime fox girl comes in and she's got a cute skirt mm-hmm. and she makes the oo-woo and we're fine. Yeah, see, this is where the body pillow enjoys yes. to play the new fox skill. Yes. And also, they finally fixed the problem with tanks not being popular. Done. Yes. Let's go. There, there needs to be, again, minor criticism to, to leverage Yiska's point a little bit. Like, yes, supports need some love. I'd like to see maybe a rework tossed in here somewhere, you know, sprinkled in out. Um, maybe moving somebody to support or maybe reworking some of the supports or maybe like heightening them a little bit, like adding a little paprika to the mercy or adding a little, you know, tarragon to, I don't even know if that's a spice. I could be making that up, um, to a Moira, right? Making them a little bit more interesting, giving them a fresh new, new look. Um, because that does seem like the new tank vector, right? It's, it, it's a little kind of stale. There's two of you now, obviously there always was, but like, it, it's a little bit. I don't know, stale feeling. And I think that that is coming across in community sentiment. And I think that's the shifting focus. And I think Blizzard will catch up to it um, and, and fix it just like they did tanks. So I'm hopeful again. We'll reiterate what a lot of the hopium. It's the shot in the arm on the right direction. Just I uh, can't wait for oh. October. Sure. All righty. Well, that'll wrap it up then. No further thoughts from me. Episode 240 of Watch to recap on the news. Done dust. We'll see you next time for 241 when we take a look at uh, week two. It's a games. The mid season madness games, including the start of APAC. We'll see you then.